This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Blue Beetle and the first three episodes of Ahsoka. Plus, the Hollywood strikes cause more delays, reactions to Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon and Godzilla Minus One trailers, and more, all in this 500th edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 4th, 2023. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. What's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran, and my voice sounds like shit. <laughs> Welcome back, Imran. My name is Anthony. I'm Anthony. Whatever that. I don't you you screwed up the, the intro already. I, I don't even know what I was supposed to say. He's the jock, is what I oh, say. Yeah. And he's he's back. He's the nerd. Uh, and joining us is someone who has a beetle in his slack hole. It's not a scarab. It's bed bugs. I think it's rug boy. What's up? I'm the blue bald beetle. Blue balls. 500 episodes. Motherfucker. And that is the 500th time <laughs> I have opened the show. Oh, Holy crap. We made it. We're here after much delay. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I made you guys wait. You certainly did. You certainly did. We, we, we got to ask. Yeah. You can, we can kind of hear your voice, but the listener wants to know, are you okay, Imran? I, I am okay. What happened, Imran? I appreciate all the well wishes. Here's what happened. As you can hear, my voice is like 70% back from a little case of what I like to call viral laryngitis. I think that's the official term. Uh, look, my my body's weird. My immune system is weird. This is something, and I think something's going around Chicago because a buddy of mine lost his voice just like this. But if I get like a cold or flu thing, it hits my my vocal cords. I don't know. It was like Superman getting hit with kryptonite, I tell you. You know it's, me. It's because you smoke cigarettes while you're sick. Look. <laughs> That's the reason. He's Mo- been waiting to say that. Motherfuckers got to do something while they're recovering. <laughs> Dude. Probably. Like, uh, probably come on. <laughs> two-week hiatus <laughs> because it is lame. Yes, but we're here. We made it to 500. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have some fun. If I don't fucking blow out my vocal cords, but I couldn't wait any longer. I am doing this for the listener. We got we got a return. Yeah. Yeah. I missed this, but I also I did kind of enjoy a little bit of a break, but I also missed it just as much. So it's good to how are you guys doing, fellas? Your guys' voice sounds great. God bless. Yeah, I'm fine. I just missed doing the show. I was like, <laughs> I had a lot of shit I wanted to say, and I didn't get to say it. I hope you wrote it down. We're gonna say Thank it God now. for this fucking writer strike because Nothing's happening. So it's true. It's like, it was kind of a like, good time to do this when nothing's yeah. coming out. Um, but look, we got a fun show. We got a little bit of news, some trailers. We're going to do some reviews. And you, the listener, have sent in lots of voicemails celebrating our 500th episode. I can't wait for those gifts to be played. I'm going to start with one gift. Our listener, David Ziga, gifted us a suggestion for a new sound clip for the soundboard, and it's fucking brilliant. Here it is. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I think it's <laughs> ultimately we're going to use that so many times. Does anybody know who that is? Have you heard that? Uh, uh, it sounds like an Italian dude. 
Ah, uh, you're close. I believe it's the, it might have been Italian, but it's the Greek soccer coach talking about his soccer team like back in 2014. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I mean, we can. Oh, uh, Greek, Italian, they're like interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, it's about the same. And I mean, the <laughs> opportunity to use that clip is going to come up probably several times in this episode. So, yay. Welcome to 500. Let's, it's apropos. Let's fucking get on with it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, I know Jose Ibarra has been jonesing for a writer strike update like Pookie from New Jack City. So I'm going <laughs> to. That's what he posted in the Facebook group. Okay. It, was, it was hilarious. I'm going to scratch that itch. Uh, guess what? Hollywood's still on strike. Oh, shit. Uh, no surprise. The writers now have been on strike for uh, 125 days. Wow. Wow. Remember, mm. remember the, the record, 1988, it lasted 154 days. I think they're going to beat that. Actors SAG has been on strike for 52 days. So real quick, not a lot happened. Something did happen and then very quickly went back to both sides not talking. Well, I heard that, that they came back with an offer for the actors and the writers. The, for the but writers. It was like. Yeah, yeah. For the writers especially, they came out with yeah. and they, but it was so vague that there was that they were like they rejected it because the language that they used yep. didn't like actually promise them anything. It just kind of was v- very vague, yeah. and there were still so many loopholes. And they were like, "No, no, you could totally loophole out of this." So uh, they said no. So basically, yes, they August eleventh, AMPTP gives them this proposal. Uh, and the writers don't take it. And then they were supposed to negotiate in private. Both sides agreed. The AMPTP releases this fucking thing to the press, a seven page memo detailing their proposal. And I watched a bunch of videos of guys going through it. And while the producers got a little bit closer, they were giving him some uh, concessions that they weren't at all. The writers are like, look, it's progress. It is not good enough. You want to know why they did that? Yeah. Why it's would you do this? Because they wanted to put it out there because they started uh, like putting out how much money these writers would be getting. Right. And so to the general public who doesn't know, like, you know, like the amount of money that they, that is to be made there, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you complaining about? You're getting paid $10,000 a week. I mean, or some, whatever. some of it sounds great for like nine weeks. You can make like a hundred grand. And these, they raise the minimums of these things. But Anthony strategy yes. wise, AMPTP releases it. Is it desperation? Or I feel like they're also trying to jam up the writers in the court of public opinion saying this is a well, good deal. Why don't you guys take well, this? When you're negotiating, you're not supposed to you let know. everybody know because let's say writers could be like, well, I'm starving. I'll take the $10,000 a week or whatever. And now you're creating dissension among them. That's what they but wanted. That, maybe? That's that's exactly that. That's exactly it is. They release it because there's only a few people in the room. Not all the writers are privy to every single day's negotiation right. so if they release it some writers might be like like rug said i'm fucking starving that looks like yeah. a good deal why aren't we taking this yeah and also they release it so then they control the narrative right they can go and say to the public look what we're doing we're doing such good things why wouldn't they take something like this it's yeah. all it's all again it, it's all to force the writers to bend to their will it had the opposite effect it 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 got a more Jazzed and hyped to stay uh, un- unified and solid, solidarityfied, whatever the word is, uh, solidified, solidified. So, I mean, there are like there's stories of actors having to sell houses 
And I think you're right. They wanted to fracture saying, look, this is a good deal. But they are even more in you together than ever before. They're not backing down. They're not caving. Both sides are essentially saying the ball is in each other's court right now. And they went back to no talking for two weeks. So they can't even get back to the negotiation table as it is. In fact, SAG is calling for a second strike to go against video game companies for raises in wages and AI protection. So they they've authorized a, a strike to go against video games. Whoa, companies. that's that's wow. pretty huge too. Yeah, so it's crazy. But it, they're um, by this point in some of the older strikes, like you said, people had started uh, feeling the strain of this and started to fracture. But uh, 125 days in, they are even more fucking tight, not backing out. So that's crazy. So this shit is going to go on. Labor Day is today. We'll see if anything happens. It's uh, next year. I don't know. <laughs> Going on forever. Rugs, there has been some delays. They've delayed Dune Part 2. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Warner Brothers flinches. I'm looking forward to that. It was supposed to come out November 2nd this year. It's being pushed to March 15th, 2024. God damn it. I think they moved Godzilla, too, didn't they? Godzilla X-Kong, the new empire, moved back one month to April 12th, 2024. Because I think Dune took its slot. Uh, Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Lord of the Rings animated movie. On the Marvel side, uh, the Marvel Studios hasn't moved any of their movies. They have shuffled around some of their TV shows. Did you guys hear about this? No. Let's hear it. Let's uh, let's let's pull, let's let's just cake your voice. Or let's just take everything out right now in the news section. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. Look, yeah. real quick. I want I want I want your voice gone. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Recap it. You're gonna, that means you're going to have to talk about Ahsoka, and I know how you love Star Wars, so that's going to be great. Loki season two is the only yeah. thing that's going to premiere live action still October 6th. Okay, because that's probably been done. Yes. What if season two is now coming around Christmas of this year? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Echo, that was originally supposed to come out November 29th, all the episodes they were going to drop in that crazy strategy has now got pushed to January. 2024. Okay. The Agatha show gets another retitling and moves. It was first Agatha House of Harkness, then it became Agatha Covenant of Chaos. It is now Agatha Darkhold Diaries, and that got moved to October 2024. No matter what you name, it's still going to suck. It's still, why are you making yeah. this? Yes. X Men 97 never had a date, but they're saying uh, it'll be early 2024 for that. Ironheart. Has been taken off the calendar altogether. And so did Daredevil, too. Daredevil, Born Again, and Wonder Man are in limbo because they started shooting. And they had to stop, of course. So the big thing is we're still getting Loki. Everything else is pushed. Um, what what I, Is this a good thing? This is He wanted to slow things down. Bob Iger. This is definitely going to slow things down. I mean, everybody's going through this. Yeah. It's not just Marvel. Uh, this strike is effect is going to have, like effects throughout the whole entire industry and, and you know disney's not going to be kept from this like there, there's no way around it um so yeah like this is to be expected uh it, you can't promote movies you got things obviously there's some things that they're doing that just look bad like like uh these premieres for these shows that could have come out or not coming out. There's no, re- I guess there's no reason to not come out. They don't really promote these things as much as you think. Right. Um, like a movie, like, cause they put them on streaming. 
So the streaming stuff is like a little bit weird that they're like uh, not putting out content, but uh, the movies I totally understand. Like they have to like put a movie out so they could promote it. Yeah. Also, I mean, as Rugs mentioned, the strike is just hitting everybody. But I also think with Iger back, they've definitely wanted to now slow down. They they were green lighting everything, and they've realized that these TV shows just aren't doing it, and they're not money makers for any. They're not doing anything for Marvel really. Well, Disney's doing terrible stock wise. Yeah, so just slow. I mean, just slowing these down is probably best in terms of just the overall Marvel brand to make these things feel anything they release feel a little bit more special. So yeah, I, I, I think this is a combination of the strike and also the fact that the phase four strategy was, was not working for them. I feel like this is actually good for Disney. Uh, they're probably saving a little bit of money here too, spreading these things out and uh, giving a, I think it needs room to breathe. Some of it needs a break Be- because everyone's doing bad. It's not just them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they can like you, you got some kind of like uh armor now to like oh they blame the strike we couldn't promote it you this and that like like every excuse you can to like put a spin that the company's doing well so when their investors are like why is everything sucking from you guys and like oh it was the strike we couldn't promote it yeah I think some of these studios are gonna spin that and probably are enjoying break in the spending since everybody's hurting. So all we're getting this year, the remaining year of this year, we'll get Loki season two in October, the Marvels still in November. Uh, th- and then what if season two, do you think they push the Marvels? They just put out another trailer where they literally are like explaining where each character comes from. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Oh my God. They showed clips of Captain Marvel. Then they show clips of WandaVision for Monica. Then they show clips of Miss Marvel, the I TV show and kind of, uh, uh, you know, padding it out uh the youtube comments for that trailer are hilarious they, this this movie's becoming a joke a little bit it is youtube but well they were brutal well listen this is uh this movie's been doomed from the get-go right like, com- like yeah. there was no way that once they like everything that's happened to this movie has been terrible like everything like they the thing with Brie Larson now like getting shoved into like this with other two other people in their movie like taking the spotlight and that whole thing and how it's not a Captain Marvel movie it's the Marvels and now you got a bunch of characters from other shows that and the one the shows that they were in like I think WandaVision was the higher watch show so like I think Monica Rambeau might or whatever her name is Photon yeah, might be okay yeah, yeah but uh yeah, the Marvels, uh, Miss Marvel was one of the lowest watched shows. Right. So um, that's not good. Well, will this help? The runtime for the movie came out. This movie is going to be one hour and 38 minutes, making it possibly one of the shortest fucking MCU movies ever. Now, we've all been complaining about how movies getting too long. This movie has a lot to do, though. It's got a lot to set up. Is the, do you think they cut out? They definitely, obviously, they cut out a bunch of things. Well, do you think this could help this movie or hurt it that short runtime? It's like there's 90 nothing minutes. worse than a, there's shitty movies and there's long shitty movies. Right. I think the long shitty movie is worse. So, uh, yeah, it's better. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it does scream that they probably cut out a lot of stuff, but hey, maybe, maybe they looked at what they got and they got, they said, 
maybe we're not gonna a lot of Marvel movies are accused of of dragging things out and putting stuffing too much in. Yeah. So maybe they looked at it and said, We don't we don't have enough for a two hour movie. It could be a marketing thing. It could be like a, a strategic thing. Like you can get more movies per day mm-hmm. if you just cut it as small as possible. Yeah, so that's you can true. get like ten showings a day. So maybe that first day there's enough showings where they can make a nice a nice number. I don't know. It makes me nervous a little bit. When's the last time we had like a ninety minute Marvel movie? And you haven't. We, and yeah. And can you? They do shove a lot of things in, but they got a lot to deal with in this fucking space, and they're jumping places, and then there's bad guy, and uh, I, that makes me nervous. Like I don't know. This thing may. Like I read, there was a rumor that Nova was supposed to be introduced and then killed, and they cut all that out. So maybe they're trimming the fat, and it's a quick get in, get out, uh, damage control. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, when they cut a movie to be this short that was initially a lot longer, that always is uh, cause for de- like questioning. That's not good. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, though, do we know that it was going to be long before? It's well, a typical yeah. Marvel movies never under like an over like none. It's always like two hours plus. Right? Yeah. It was like two hours Usually, and ten minutes yeah. or something. So it's be straight. Like, how long was Captain Marvel? That's oh, probably that two, two hours. hours. Let's see. I mean, you have three main characters in this movie that you got to service and set up in case people haven't yeah. watched the TV shows. Well, we, maybe they're just going with fuck it. We we already set them up. Yeah, maybe just they won't explain made, it. Yeah. yeah, just jump jump in. Captain Marvel was two hours and four minutes. Two, yeah, yeah, over two hours. One person. So I feel like this last trailer where they're literally spoon feeding you. Here's this person. Oh, and here's this person from this show. They have like the, the, the name of the show in the corner. Go watch it. Uh, you know, maybe they're just like, fuck it. We're going to expect you to know all this coming in and we're just going to go, which that would be great. But. I don't know if that alienates people or people even going to care. So we'll see. Well, I feel like uh, the general Marvel, the amount of people that watched WandaVision, like, I don't know what the numbers are for WandaVision, but they're pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a highly rated show. But you got maybe like one million people that if you're lucky that watched Miss Marvel. Yeah. Then the numbers went down as the shows kept coming out, which is surprising. So, yeah. So uh, all of those people go. <laughs> Everyone it'll just make explain, $10 million. Dollars. <laughs> when you go see this movie, just turn to the person next to you and explain what's going on. It will all make help be very helpful. Uh, listener, let us know what you think about the Marvel's runtime. Join this conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. It will be a link in the episode description. It's a closed exclusive group just for you. Okay, now let's talk about a guy who this clip absolutely applies to. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> it's Zack Snyder. One Zack Snyder. <laughs> I think the soccer coach summed it up perfectly. Um, there, he's got a new project coming out Netflix later this year, and it is possibly going to be the most fucking Zack Snyder thing we are ever going to see. It's called yeah. Rebel Moon. He put out a long ass trailer, three almost four minutes, three minutes forty two second trailer. Of course, Zack Snyder will put out a three minute, 40 second trailer. Uh, let's who wants to start? Anthony, you just yes. watched this for the first time because I told you to watch it. What do you see in here? What 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 are some takeaways? Oh, I mean, it, there's a lot. There's a lot, lot going on, right? I think I saw robots. 
thought I saw yep, there's droids. space stuff. I thought I saw like yep. samurai stuff. Yep. I thought I saw I don't know. I, I don't remember everything I saw because I saw a lot. There yeah. was just it's in typical Zack Snyder fashion. There's a lot packed into this. It looks I mean it does look good in terms of like visually appealing well cut trailer. Um Zack Snyder is uh, sometimes good, sometimes a shit. Uh, <laughs> sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that he cut a four minute, almost a three, three minute, three minute, thirty minute, three minute thirty second trailer yeah. around there seems a little excessive. But the, Zack Snyder is the king of excess. So, I think you know what you're gonna get, right? Like. Zack Snyder is never one for being subtle. If he's going to film something, he's going to put everything he wants to put on screen and make it look as good as possible. And the story might not be the best, but he's going to do his damnedest to shit out everything he wants in his in his head for that, that movie. So. Oh, it is written and directed. He has two other people helping him. On the screenplay, he did come up with the story. So we all know how that It's an original go. story? It is an original story. This was originally pitched as a adult Star Wars film. Well, this was his, his Star Wars pitch. Yes, in mm. 2012, right after Disney bought Lucasfilm, he pitched this to them as an adult take on doing Star Wars this way. They passed. Um, and then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it for Netflix. Yeah. And I don't know the budget on this thing. It looks huge. Uh, Rugs, uh, what are some of the influences you see in this? Call out some movies. There's oh my god, every it's science like everything. fiction movie is in this trailer. The, like everything that's ever come out, yes. that he's put it in this. Movie. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it looks like Star Wars. It yep. looks like Dune. Yep. It looks like fucking every other movie. I mean, it looks like Gladiator with the touching of the fucking. The fucking wheat. There's a little you know, John there's, Carter. There's a little Lord of the Rings. A little Seven yeah, Samurai. Yeah, it looks just like every fucking movie. Every anime that you've ever seen is very derivative. But I think at this point, right, um, it's very hard to kind of break away from things. Like, you have to, like... It's true. I, I, like, everybody's been kind of turned over in a way. So, especially when in the scape of video games. So, like... All this stuff has been touched upon, and it's hard to make anything look new. And I'm not making excuses for Zack Snyder because he's going to do the most obvious shit, right? He's not going to go and do something that's completely out of left field. Uh, he's trying to hit these certain archetypes that we're all used to. But uh, visually, it looks great. It does. Um, it looks fucking dope. Like... A Griffin is a weird choice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got like a John Carter looking dude running, riding a Griffin. But you also have fucking lightsabers and droids. Like, can you even have lightsabers? Like, are you going to get well, sued? Well, I think they're, they're fire swords. They're like, oh. they don't, they, they don't extend as beams of light. They, they're swords that heat up. Okay. Because they look like so, lightsabers. Yeah. So but just uh, the fact that they're spaceships and droids and then these like Harry Potter fucking beasts is, is wild. It's all over. There's so much. Yeah. There's a lot going on. But you know what? It's like, uh, I hope he does a good job. I hope it's fun at least. So there, and there's no way to know what the story, if the story is going to be good. Oh, it's not going to be anything. <laughs> it visually. Imran, lower your expectations. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's like, about a princess. When you go see a when you when you go see a Michael Bay film, yeah. when you go watch a Transformers movie, yeah, 
or anything that Michael Bay does, do you expect it to be good? Like a good writing? No, it's it's stupid shit, and uh, it's gonna be boilerplate. Uh, derivative stuff that's going to remind you of a million other things. But you have to be along for the ride. Hopefully the visuals are different. Hopefully the action sequence. Look, um, when I saw 300, right? Uh, I, I read Frank Miller's comic book before 300, right? Like before, way before 300 came, came out. Uh, when I went to see Watchmen, I read the comic book of Watchmen and I, so I knew what was going in there. But so when he does things like from, uh, good writers, he could add that visual flair and then kind of like take what Frank Miller did in the comic and like bring it to life. Um, and we'll same thing with Watchmen. Like he made Watchmen, uh, I guess, of its time. So visually, I'm saying. Right. Like he brought Watchmen into like the modern age, right? So like, like you know, the, the comedian's like uniform and the and the owl's costume and everything was all updated and it made sense. It was like a translation that was made sense for the comics even. So he has a flair with that. Uh, creating the visual flair, creating like this art directed thing. So like, yeah, his story skills are not that good. Are the, the, was it the army of the dead? I mean, that was all right, but like, that was like a sucker punch. Like that's an original. And so I hate it. Yeah. So when he let him do, but it looks like Netflix just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to do here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sucker punch visually is cool. It just is. It's the story has no, has no payoff. Like you don't even know what you're watching when you're watching it. It's just all over the place. This is like Zack Snyder going, fuck you, Star Wars. I'm going to make it adult. And well, dark. I'm down to watch. It's yeah. free. You don't have to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, so part one, it's called, it's two parts. This is a, part one's like two and a half hours long called Chill, A Child of Fire. Comes out this December. And then part two will come out next April. He has said both movies are going to get a PG-13 cut and an extended R-rated director's cut, which I don't understand. Why don't you Why? just put that out? It's streaming. Why? Why are yeah. you making two fucking versions? Just put out the R-rated director's cut. Who cares? He's yeah. already they want they want to do the release the Snyder cut. He wa- you know, yeah, least, he's yeah. like he, he, he's, he's the fuck. Yeah, he's he's trying to recreate oh, the magic of a Snyder cut by just recutting his own movie that doesn't need to be cut. You can't do that already. Yeah, like Netflix is not like not letting you release yeah. that. What what that that he's, see it, that's the thing with Snyder. Yes, he, a little adult. He like. <laughs> He creates something where he's doing. His goal is to create an, an original IP in a universe. He says that, and that's cool. Like there's yeah. there should be original IP in a yeah. universe, but then like he takes a step forward, but then he sticks his foot in his mouth and is so self indulgent that he's going <laughs> to yes. make an R rated cut, director's cut of a movie that hasn't come out yet that he has free reign to do whatever he wants. I like, know. What, why what making, is the point of that? Why are you making two? Just do the just, one version. He if he can just like stop. He just needs someone to check him sometimes. Just like, hey man, you're you're awesome at like making things really look good on screen. But sometimes you just need to be wheeled back in. And that that's not uncommon for directors. Like yeah. you, if you look at a shit ton of directors that like do well with their their own movie and direct a movie, but then they like, okay, now I'm gonna write my own movie and direct it. Yeah. Writers like they're not always the best at doing that shit. And he's yeah. not either. So hopefully these other two writers, you know, kind of maybe help 
tell a or just Netflix just goes, hey, release the R-rated cut or just release the yeah. best cut. How about that? How yeah. about instead of doing two cuts where you get two cracks at it? Yeah, release the one that's the best one. How Do, about that? Yeah, don't give me a neutered PG thirteen thing. Uh, it does look like it has the potential to build a crazy IP in a whole. Well, world. I know why that they're doing the PG thirteen thing. They want to get the view so they can yeah, brag about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's oh, a good yeah, point. They'll, they'll, they'll brag about getting. This will get X amount of views when they'll just combine the two movies review, two movie views, even though people probably watched it twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, he was trying to build uh, the army of the, the, the whatever the fuck it was. Den yes. of Dawn. Yeah. I army, mean, they had army a little sp- yeah. they had a little spinoff thing. So he was trying to do it there. I think. It, yeah. He just wants to. He wants to be George Lucas. He wants exactly. to have his own IP. I was just going to say he yeah. wants to be like he's still very obsessed with being part of pop culture and 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 in some ways that's like good right but it's like i don't begrudge him that it just has to be better than he is right that's the thing he said you know it was inspired by seven samurai which also star wars was inspired by the same thing so yeah if you're gonna make your star wars that's great but you gotta make it good and my theory is uh, i don't begrudge any kind of director or any kind of creator from creating things. It's just the process in which they do it. Like, for example, like Zack Snyder just like woke up one day was like, I want to do a Star Wars pitch. Yeah. And when it didn't work out and they're like, no, he's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. And it's like almost like a spite film. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Like, it's not something that oh, he's wanted to do his whole life. And he thought about these characters and he was like, he was like kind of generating the story out of pure love of like wanting to create something. Like, uh, it, it has a whole, there was a whole focus to it. So it's already coming out of like a disingenuous place. You can't tell me I can't make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I'll show but, you. um, let's see what happens. Maybe, you know, a spite store might work out. On the other hand, look, movie. you have that movie coming out, the creator by Gareth Edwards. I, I, lo- I love, uh, there's, I'm just looking at the comments. Yeah. What's down um, there? Snyder one, the first one that says I always wondered what it, uh, I always wondered what it would look like if every single sci-fi and fantasy genre were combined into one production That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. this is it's every sci-fi thing thrown together <laughs> yeah, um, let's do that too <laughs> yeah it's Dungeons and Dragons it's everything hey at least you know what two-part movie maybe he's like spread it out and it's and he's and it's you know, instead of cracking it all in the one and making it want, a four-hour movie, can we like? Uh, it's gonna be twenty like, minutes of slow mo. And like, what are movie. the chances that this is good? Is there like a, a Fuck, I don't know one chance, like three to one, four to one? I'd least. say there's let's there's probably a thirty-eight percent chance. Oh, you're going thirty? That's generous. Yeah. Okay, thirty-eight percent. Yeah, I'll give it thirty, forty percent. I mean, as of this trailer, again, it's hard to tell. What you know stories. what? That's better than I thought. Yeah. If you would- well, you know, the thing about this movie, though, is like he actually if he wanted to be really, really mainstream and maybe he's not a lot, maybe there he just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And maybe like Netflix is the only place that's doing it. But this this movie visually looks like it's more apt for a big screen than. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird thing. It should have an opening. Do you right. think it'll get an opening? Oh, I don't yeah. think so. I think it's well, I think I think if Netflix. I think Netflix will, like always does small openings, but it's like a couple theaters in New York or something. I don't know if it'll ever get like a big open, but this seems like ripe for a big screen, right? It, it, this is like the first thing that looked like a real movie, right? 
Like, I, I don't know about. Mm. I don't know. If, I, I think almost releasing this on Netflix just dilutes any chance of this becoming like a pop culture phenomenon thing. It's a good point. Other people have tried to do the well, same Stranger thing. Well, Stranger Things streaming. has done that, but that's yeah. but that's TV, and that's hours of episodes. It's also right. It's a different different beast, but. Mm. Other things have tried though. Str- yeah, Stranger Things doesn't necessarily rely on epic visuals, right? TV this is, is like, all true. This, this is, is all true. this is like his Rebel boy, Moon. Like this is his baby here. It looks like uh, it's his Dune. It's his, it's his Seven yeah. Samurai, Star it, Wars, it's, everything. It's everything. Rolled. It's right. It's, it's like crazy. You got Star Wars, which was like a the brainchild of this dude who was like co- counter the movie industry. Yeah, an independent spirit. And then you had Dune, which was one of the best novels ever written. And <laughs> like, how do you, how is this guy going to compare and to John Carter? Did, there's so much John Carter. Well, John Carter is the one that started it all, really. Bef- that mm. was wait, what came? Oh, that was before Dune, right? Yeah, Dune was in the 60s. No, John, John Carter, Carter is like in like is like yeah. yeah John Carter was first, it, right? Right. It's super old. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, Princess of Mars came out in like the ni- 1900s. Okay. Yeah. Real early. All right, well, well. Zach, Zack Snyder about to splooge all over Netflix in December. 1912. 1912, John Carter has written? Holy shit. Oh, yes, shit. that's right. Uh, let's finish up the news with some Godzilla talk. Anthony, you got to be excited yes. for this one. Why don't you take this one so I can rest my fucking voice? Well, there's a new Godzilla trailer that just came out. Uh, the official trailer, right? Godzilla minus one. Minus one. Uh, which is coming out <laughs> December? Is that am I right? There? Yeah, I'm in, just doing this off memory. In theaters, yes, December. You're right. Uh, uh, nationwide, out there, here, out there, uh, there, in there. Japan. I don't, know. We, we, I don't know if yeah. we got any word if it's coming here. Okay, but uh, yeah, about a minute and a half. And um, should I ask myself what did you, what did you think, Anthony? What do you think? Well, <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Anthony? <laughs> uh, you know, it looks. I mean, I like. Here's the thing. In some ways, it's not all that different, other than like it being in the past, being in the forties. It's kind of the same vibe as Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, in terms of just Godzilla attacking Japan, right? Yeah, right. Um, in a modern setting. Yeah. That being said, there are two things that I do like better already. One, the design, way better. Two, we haven't had a, a like a throwback Godzilla movie, yeah, so that's a little piece. bit yeah period piece. Excuse me. So that's a little bit more interesting to me. So those two things I am interested in, although the uh, but the downside for me is, as mentioned, it does a little, seem a little bit similar to Shin in that we're, again, just having Godzilla attack Japan. And they, Japan's like has no interest in making him fight anybody in their movies. I don't know. I don't well, really understand. Well, I have, I have uh, some inside information. Well, let's hear Ooh. it. You Do you want spoilers or not? Oh, Hit the spoilers, buddy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear spoilers, well, these are this is just hearsay, by the way. Okay. So it's not confirmed in any way. But uh, I have on multiple sites, multiple videos I've seen, there's a theory going around that there's going to be two Godzillas in this. What? Oh. Yes. Oh, that'd be interesting. That's an interesting play. There. And if that's the case, then that's going to m- distinctly make this movie... Uh, a, a, a brand a brand apart from Shin Godzilla, yeah. and I, we and that would be awesome because, I've, and, and and I'm hoping that's true because the trailer is so short, mm-hmm. and so they only only don't want to give away too much. They're not trying to give away a lot, but I think what they're doing is 
they're going to do um the rumor that I've heard is that the Godzilla that we see is the one that's mutated. And there's going to be another unmutated Godzilla that's going to appear. Hmm. And uh, w- uh, from what I've heard is that this Godzilla is more like uh, modeled after either sea life or that. Remember that uh, first like uh, version of, of Godzilla that was in all like the uh, this, the storyboards? Mm hmm. That was kind of like more like a, a fantastic dragon or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be two distinctly different Godzillas. There's one after it's been mutated and like one before. Like, whoa. So either I've heard like I've heard so many different things. I've heard like it's going to be smooth skinned like a porpoise and like kind of almost like a like a whale or something. And the other ones are like, oh, no, it's more like the, the sketch. I've heard a lot of different things. I don't know if this is all complete bullshit, but. If that's true, I'm interested. So that's all I'm saying. And I found that to be very interesting. I don't think they're going to do it because Japan's got its, it's very re- reverent to that first film. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reason, they think because the MonsterVerse is not addressing any of that stuff, that they, it's their job to do it. Mm. Right. So, like, mm. they're like, while well, the MonsterVerse took. Godzilla and took it away from like World War II and took it away really from being like uh, the, uh, the the event of a, of a nuclear exp- explosion creating this monster. They're like, okay, these are all these things that have been living forever in, in, the, in the middle of the earth. They're, they're, they, they exist without the nuclear thing. So um, I think Japan feels like it needs to like double down on it when it makes a movie. So they're kind of like reacting to the monsterverse in a lot of ways. Hmm. But that's just my opinion. I don't know if I'm right about it. I don't know what do you think, Anthony? That, I mean, I think that's a fair. I think that probably is. They're looking at it from the perspective of the monsterverse. The American version is really glorifying just like the Godzilla versus aspect, like just throwing monsters, like spamming monsters on screen in fights. And it's not. Um, I mean, other than the first one, which sort of hinted at but it's not it's not capturing the scariness the the how much fear the godzilla created and what it really represented back to japan in those days so i think that's possible i think them trying to push the 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 more scary representation of godzilla the 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 war the the nuclear like what that meant i think i think that's yeah i think that's a fair critique yeah I mean, I, I think this one, I don't know why, but I do like this one more than I like Shin in terms of like just the initial trailers. And maybe oh, yeah. it's just because I just hated the Shin design. But I see there's just more, there's more um, movement. There's more, it's just faster. Mo- I don't know. It the, the, the Shin design, it was slow. That seemed like those trailers were kind of boring. This one just seems a lot more, there's more, gra- like there's Gravitas, there's, Things are happening. You've got you're cutting to people. Dude, he's stepping commenting. on him and shit. He's throwing ships. It looks way better than Shin. Yeah, it, I, it just looks good. I don't know. I don't know why. Explosions. I, feel like, I feel like Shin is a good movie, and uh, it's not my favorite Godzilla by any means. Uh, I do think that um, this design is the, the weakest thing about Shin Godzilla is its design and the fact that they relied on like these weird 
lasers shooting everywhere mm-hmm. um, too much. And instead of actually having a more visceral, like, like movement, like him interacting instead of like something being static and shooting lasers out. Um, with that said, like we were like for that, it's probably been a long t- time coming for them that they wanted to kind of do like a, a reset, a do over of that 1954 movie. Yeah, that's what this seems like. Another first Godzilla movie. Like, yeah, new intro. But to but they're trying to bring in like a little bit of the high side design, a little bit of like uh, you know, even even some of the legendary cues are in there, you know, in the shape. And uh, there's even like some shots in there, like where you see Godzilla like coming out of smoke that reminds me of Gareth Edwards uh Godzilla ah. where you see like the profile and the smoke and him swimming under the fucking things that's like that's right out of like Godzilla 2014 so i feel like the director is a fan of the monsterverse or or at least enough to put some of the visuals in there in in that movie um so i'm looking forward to it. i don't know i mean, hopefully there's a surprise in there because e- even if it is just a direct redo as a period piece, I'm still interested in it. If it, especially if it pans out like exactly like it does, it's either got to be a homage or like a redo of that first movie to kind of like reset it in modern time for the modern audience, or it's got to be a whole other fucking thing with like a versus or some kind of other monster in there so you can really get. The, the maximum Godzilla-ness out of this movie. You know what? I'm I'm watching the the Shin Godzilla trailer now, and and then comparing it to this minus minus Uwin, uh trailer, which by the way is releasing in Japan on November third, and an American release will be on December first. Oh, um, but I'm watching these two trailers and the way they're cut, and it reminds me the Shin Godzilla, even though they in the trailer has is using the old Godzilla music and has his old roar. Um, the way that movie was filmed was almost like kind, sometimes like documentary style. Yeah, it was not dynamic at all; just still no, shots, very, right? Yeah, so documentary Wide and like shots. Yeah. and and um, like almost like like reality show, like yeah. them being talking into the camera. Yeah, and uh, like cutting to that, and I felt like maybe it was that vibe too. Besides the fact that I just didn't like the way Godzilla was designed, but it felt almost too too far away from like a cinematic version of Godzilla yeah. and more like reality right. version. Yeah. Whereas this, again, I haven't seen the movie, but this seems just filmed like a cinematic, like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more in line with like how modern movies are made. And then not like so far away from what Godzilla was, which was like obviously suit man in suit, but like filmed. Right. Nothing else was filmed like the way Shin Godzilla was filmed. Either way, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I am too. I hope that there's some surprises. I just don't want to be like, oh, that's it. That's gonna basically gonna do because the, the the problem is that Shin Godzilla was already like a, a modern up, updating right. of Godzilla. They, like, right, they just did this. So doing it again. Except they did it with Hidaki Anno. Different and filmmaker. Like Anno movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it had a lot of Anno tropes. Yeah. It had a lot of like uh, the music in in some of Anno's movie, like uh, Evangelion and stuff like that. So. Uh, but they did just do a retelling of the origin of Godzilla and Shin Godzilla. They made a new Godzilla and a new ending with, you know, without the oxygen destroyer and all that stuff. So for them to redo it again, I feel like that's just like, I don't know. I mean, they got to come up with something that's as cool as, as what they used to do in, 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 in like in the eighties and in the early nineties, like they got to do something like that. Why do they keep remaking the first movie? 
Yeah. They got to continue the this whole Godzilla verse. Yeah. Get some aliens going down. On the uh the legendary US side, uh there's that Apple TV Plus show that they're working on called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Uh they did release a a quick shot of uh Godzilla in that one. If you click on that one link, it looks pretty good. That looks like a Photoshop or something it, of like I mean it looks like from the other from the other movies. Yeah, like Jurassic World, like somebody cut Jurassic World did. Well no, the, they just took Godzilla's head from the movie oh, and they you just think that's real? This is from Apple TV, like the official account. I don't know. I mean But you're gonna have yeah. Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt Russell playing the same character, an army US officer. Agent. Yeah, US agent. And fucking uh, where's the shot of Godzilla? Chris Pratt. It's in the bottom in the tweet from Apple TV. Oh yeah, that's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that's so. But this is about the people and monarch and uh, you know uh, from the American movies in San Francisco. So it takes place in the fifties and now, I guess, and Kurt and Wild Russell playing the same character, just younger. They're not time jumping. They're not time jumping. They're playing the same character. It will span oh. generations uh, and then reveal buried secrets and stuff. Uh, I wonder how many, how much monsters is going to be. So why it's going to be playing young Kurt Russell? Yeah, so I, yes. I feel like this probably won't be as monster heavy. Yeah, budget yeah. too. Just looking at. Hey, listen, like uh, Apple TV, the monsters can use some good lore. Yeah, yeah. Like to explain a lot of this shit that makes no sense. Apple TV <laughs> makes some good shit, so like they'll put out a quality product. I can feel yeah. feel good about that, and uh, yeah, hey, it's a it's a you know. Who would have thought 2023 we're still getting we're getting Godzilla movies in America. We're getting them in Japan. Right. We're getting streaming. Seven, so, almost it's, seven it's, it's years. It's a good time. Later. And Gamera's yeah. coming out in a couple more days. So there is no date for this Apple TV show. So it's just some Wait, Gamera's pictures. coming up. Yeah. Netflix is an animated series coming oh, out in like yeah. a couple days. Interesting. Godzilla. You didn't see the trailer lives. for that. That's badass. Check that out. I have to check that out. Yeah. All right. That's it for the news. Everybody let us uh, continue. We talked about Zack Snyder's Star Wars. Let's talk about actual Star Wars. Ahsoka has started on Disney Plus. Eight episode series. The no, first no three episodes. No music in are between? Uh, I don't. Oh, I could do this, even though it's for another show. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. Tennis man. Uh, there. It just we, felt weird going from yes. the news into the. We're doing Ahsoka now. Yeah, we need, yeah. We're we doing doing like Wars. a. We need like a beep out. Boop, 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 like yeah, a we heart. need some droid, droid noises. What you also need is a spoiler alert. Here it is. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. We're going to talk about the first three episodes that are out. The show uh, comes out on Tuesday nights now as opposed to the Wednesday, uh, like early in the morning. So that's an interesting shift. Uh, of course, following Ahsoka, character created by George Lucas and Dave Filoni. For the Clone Wars, originally voiced by Ashley Eckstein, uh, this goes back to 2008. The first Clone Wars film was their first appearance. Uh, Rugs, I'm going to let you start because essentially this show has tons of characters and seems to be a sequel to Star Wars Rebels. There's, they are introducing characters in live action that literally have hundreds of episodes of backstory in animation. Yeah, going into this, this is a crazy thing for Filoni to try to do. And then I want to know from Anthony, did you find it confusing? Are they doing a good job of taking care of kind of the casual viewer? 
But Rugs, tell us a little bit about Ahsoka's journey and uh, so, to this uh, point. Yeah, if you ever watched, uh, this spans like a couple of different cartoons. It, it spans a movie from the Clone Wars yeah. and then the Clone Wars TV show, and then into Rebels. There's an appearance of Ahsoka, and there's uh, a couple. I mean, a couple of years ago, they released the rest of the Clone Wars, right? At, where she fights Darth Maul and everything. Yeah. So Ahsoka begins as. Um, Anakin's Padawan. So Anakin at some point ascends to being a Jedi master. This is right, probably right after, um, the, the, uh, attack of the clones movie. Yeah. Which is the second one in the prequels. And then right before Re- Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Sith. I don't remember the name of the fucking one, but that one's the one where he turns into where Anakin becomes Darth Vader. There's this little period of his life that's right. not been filmed. Right. And during this period of his life, he gets a Padawan and trains Ahsoka Tano. And Ahsoka Tano is like, um, really annoys the shit out of him. Right. And she's like precocious. She doesn't listen. And Anakin has to like, you, you see Anakin's like, he is a great Jedi. He is like patient and he is wise and he does like absorb everything that Obi-Wan taught him, but he still has that kind of rebellious way about him too, where he just like does his own thing. And Ahsoka kind of like becomes like a great Robin to his Batman. And then, um, of course, you know, uh, time jumps and then, you know, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. And now Ahsoka is like completely like, like uh, confused. She doesn't know what she should do. She doesn't know. Like she wants to get through to her old master and try and turn him back to the good, and they have uh, various lightsaber battles, and then um, there's rebels, and rebels is about like a bunch of rebels that are kind of like, doing their own thing, and they cross paths with Ahsoka a, f- a few times, and um, uh, Sabine is one of those rebels, as, as is Ezra. Ezra is an actual Jedi. He gets trained by another Jedi, right. and. Um, He's, but there are kind of like um, illusions that he might go to the dark side because there's a few times where Vader tries to turn him. Oh. All right. So Vader comes along and tries to get Ezra Bridger and Ahsoka you know, has to fight Vader and get him, get him away from him and everything. So and or foil his plan. And um, anyhow, there's a bad guy named Thrawn. That's like another uh, dude ascending Grand Admiral. Yeah, he's a he's a grand admiral, and um, uh, Sabine. Uh, let's talk about so Sabine is like a Mandalorian, and she's part of the rebels crew. And at some point, she gets the dark saber from um, Bo-Katan, and or from some other some other Mandalorian that had, and it eventually goes to Bo-Katan. Like Sabine gives it to Bo-Katan, but um, she goes under training with with Ahsoka to become a Jedi. And um, she doesn't really uh, exhibit any kind of Jedi power. She just, I guess, wants to learn how to use the dark saber. But um, whatever. The point is, is like, there's a lot of going on before you even hit the ground with this show. Yeah, there's so much lore and, and mythology already. So what happens at the very end of Rebels is uh, Ezra Bridger is trying to stop Admiral Thrawn, and there's these whales that could travel. Like they could, ta- they could warp through the galaxy. They're like warp whales yep, or something. The purgle, I don't know what they're called. The purgle. And Space he whales. uses the warp whales to kind of like, basically like warp Thrawn out of existence. And he he goes 
he falls with him. Right. Somewhere distant. So like he's know. been disappeared with Thrawn. So Thrawn's like basically been warped out of existence to like somewhere so far away that they'll never find him. And so this story picks up with Ahsoka uh finding out that um Admiral Thrawn's still around and that um well if they're looking for Thrawn, they're gonna try and find Ezra too. But they don't do anything to establish Ezra Miller in this show. Ezra Miller or Thrawn. Ezra Bridger. Ezra Miller. <laughs> Ezra Miller's in this? Oh boy. <laughs> oh jeez. Well yeah, the flash is in this show. <laughs> the flash vibrates. Um, Ezra Bridger in the show. Right. You see a little hologram of him. So that's it. So so yeah. it, it kind of like Without that, the show becomes – you you can't really latch onto it because there is a lot of, like, uh, emotional conflict or emotional things happening, but they have no weight because you don't know the relationship that Ezra has with Sabine. You don't know the relationship that Ezra has with Ahsoka Tano. You don't know the interplay between Thrawn. Like, all of this stuff well, is not even, like – All of the like, Paris and Sabine and Ahsoka. Yeah. It's been years since they've seen each other. So they they need a flashback with Ezra in it more. This that's what the show needs more than anything. Okay. Um, other than that, the show, um, the characters are fine. They're just a lot of they do a lot of standing around with their arms crossed a lot. Well, Ahsoka does that all the time. She'll just and give you not the look. talking. Yeah, <laughs> she's just staying um, their arms crossed. Yeah, but um, I don't hate the show. I just feel like that it's they're. For Dave Filoni um, to try and graduate to another, because, you know, the cartoons are the cartoons. Right. Like, you don't have higher ex- expectations for a Star Wars cartoon. Like, as much as you do with the movies. Like, it's just like, it's a different medium. Right. You can get away with a lot more stuff. You can't treat it the same way. And he's treating it kind of like with the same level of stupidity oh, as you, you would a cartoon. So? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, Anthony, look, I know. Let me ask you. We've dragged you through the Star Wars journey. We've, you've met Ahsoka in live action in The Mandalorian. Some of that plays into here. I forced you to watch this. You did. Were you? A, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? Were you able to follow it? Did, it, did they? Was it confusing or not? Uh, being completely frank, I watched three episodes and I don't have any recollection of anything what I is watched. happening in this show uh, you don't know so yeah, i didn't really understand what was going on and i just checked out while i was watching it so oh shit i think yeah i, I think, can see that i think part of it probably has to do with the fact that now that rug boy is bringing all this stuff up is that like i just didn't understand what was going on right like i don't i don't have any history with these any of these characters yeah, i don't really yeah. care about any of these characters yeah um they're really banking on the fact that I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. A little bit, yeah. To enjoy this, you have and to watch I'm, hundreds of episodes of shit and to I'm, enjoy. And I'm not. I'm and still. Imran, your your voice must be perfect now. You're just talking all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I thought you need to rest that voice, you son of a bitch. I do. Um, I do. I do. <laughs> he's gonna cut you off. He's doing it for 500 episodes. <laughs> it's been two weeks, and uh, he's he's been waiting to do this Come on, for a while. 500. I gotta do it a couple of times. <laughs> Your voice sounds fine, by the way, so that's good. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I, I think this show is th- watching this show is basically pushing you to go watch Rebels, which I have no desire to do. So yeah, I mentally checked out of the first episode, and then I sat through two more with like the most blah 
like look on my face <laughs> as if like I didn't know what I was watching because I didn't. And uh, yeah, I mean, there were some space battles. There was Ahsoka talking to Sabine and Sabine like being a rebel to her and then wanting to work with her. And then they keep talking about Ezra. And yeah, all I think about when I when you, they bring up Ezra is <laughs> one, either Ezra <laughs> Miller or two, yeah. <laughs> Ezra doing the voice thing for us. Uh, oh that, yeah that actor playing it so oh, i'll have to play that for this one or better and, than ezra they were a great that, 90s like i don't band. know who thrawn is um he's a blue guy he's blue there's these ladies that are there's uh what's his name um ray stevenson he's intimidating he's bad there's these other ladies that i don't really know about so yeah i i, I legitimately could not even give you a review of the show because i like so checked out of it <laughs> There, right but, off the bat that I, I literally if you make ah, me watch the rest of this it's yeah. gonna be exactly like this the entire oh, way. shit they may okay look okay so i did the homework yeah. so i i'm in, i'm all in on this show i don't like it but i'm all in on it like because i like i like these characters from the other shows so yeah. like i want to see what happens as a completist to see what happens in the story now i have a lot of criticisms on this thing all right um, I just think the writing is too much like cartoon writing. Some of it's silly. Some of it like, is silly. Yeah, because like nothing that happened, a lot of things that happened in this show would not happen. Like just it's sheerly cartoony that Chopper would just in space throw something on a ship. <laughs> Chopper is great, though. Come on. He's hilarious. Like, yeah, like he, they could have they could, he could have like shot. I thought it he was going to shoot it just out of a cannon. It. Yeah, he just yeah. spins and throws it. He's like, you've been going through my shit. You don't think Ahsoka will go out on the wing of a spaceship and no, that's off. overtly cartoon. Oh, that that <laughs> off let, let me let me that now that ah, you bring that up, ah, that one I was like, what is happening? Stop it. Ah, There's no ah, way even a Jedi can get on the wing of a moving plane on space and that plane going at her has got to be going 300 miles an hour. There's no freaking way. No, they were dead in the water. They weren't Ooh. moving. But then the other two ships, instead of shooting at the ship that is down, yeah, that's, we're that's shooting at fucking Ahsoka. Like, I don't begrudge Ahsoka for using the force at, at getting outside of a ship. That's fine. Like, if Princess Leia can fly through the fucking space in, yeah, in uh, see, The Last Jedi yeah, or whatever. That's do, fine. Yeah, they do it in Guardians of the Galaxy all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Peter Quill never dies. Yes. He always freezes, but yeah. never dies. But um, it's the fact that the people aren't shooting the ship. Yeah, the, right. the ship is down and out. It's down yeah. for the Count Wyatt. Just blow it up. I was like, what is happening? It's way too convenient. Like, they should have... Like, they're just doing stuff that in a cartoon would be fine, but in a real show, it doesn't work. Like, I'll, I'll give you the other one. When, uh, in the first episode, Ahsoka goes to fucking find the treasure sphere. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is like, number one, like, if you could have a sphere or some kind of puzzle, let us be along for the ride, at least, and help you figure it out. But, like, it's so abstract, and we don't even know anything's going to just, and then it's like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, and, like, you just spin you it. couldn't figure that out you just by playing with it for five seconds. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just no, like, uh, I didn't feel invested in, like, the mystery being solved. It could have been fun for me, too, watching it, but they, they didn't, didn't they do open that. the show with that? Yeah. Yeah, I, and, that was and, weird. And then these fucking robots, they were self-destruct, but they self-destruct for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, enough to, like what's huge... the point of doing a self-destruct if she can run away? Yeah, it, yeah, mm, it was a big delay a and a it's huge It's like the explosion. most plot, like, armor writing ever. Mm, that's good. That's a good point. And um, it's just really ridiculous. There's like so many things. Like, I mean, yeah, when the guy like lets the Jedi on the thing, and he goes there with like two guys with guns, and like 
He, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of a captain of a ship is that? Like, he really is an idiot. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I did like. There's an opening crawl when it's. And they have like a. This is a ship that has like a prisoner on it that like yeah. they're like. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just like, hey, let's just people just hailing our ship and like let's go. No, they're they're carrying like a fucking prisoner, like and they just let them on. It's just come on, like what is going that's on? That's Morgan like, Elsbeth, who's a, a a witch of Dathomir. Uh, yeah, that's like a Darth Maul yeah. uh, relative. Yeah. That you know, it's that the lady playing that Diana Lee in Osanto. That's a. Uh, her father was a student of Bruce Lee. Yep. Here, let uh, me ask one question because yeah. this was the one piece of feedback yes. I got from someone yes. that watches Star Wars pretty religiously. Yeah. I asked them what they thought. And they went, um, they were like, the acting's kind of eh. And they said, it's just weird watching these characters that you've grown up with and you heard their voices in Rebels and right. now they're being played by live actors and actresses that aren't the same person. Yeah. And it's just different. It just feels weird. So here, what are, you, what are your yes. thoughts on that? Here's the, for me, here's what I'll say. I watched the, Wait, did you watch Rebels and Run? Are I, you going to answer so, this? No, no. I, <laughs> here's, I was going to tell you, I've watched okay. some of the Clone Wars. I watched like the first two seasons of Rebels. I was okay. aware of these characters. I never finished Rebels. So coming as how I was coming in, and I thought they did kind of a decent job. There was a lot of exposition in the first two episodes, but they did a decent job of setting up, like they had to set up Sabine, played by Natasha Leo Perdizo. You have Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing Harrison Dula. I thought they were pretty cool. I thought they worked as I those think, characters. I think that uh, all the characters are way too stoic in this show as compared to their counterparts. Yes. Mm. In the cartoon. Yeah. Especially Ahsoka. She's in the third episode. She's starting to she's loosen spunkier. up a little bit. Right. But she's, she's spunkier, been through a like, lot, though. So she's going to be different. She's yeah. Older. But yeah. But still, come on. Like, the, not every situation. Like, look, the point is, is that visually they look great. Like, everybody looks like they're supposed yeah, to look. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And I think that Rosario Dawson looks like Ahsoka. She, I think she's that badass. does. She's great. I, I, I do think that it's. A more buttoned up, not as like not endearing version of the character that we've already known. Yeah. So this isn't like why isn't she smile more? This is like why isn't she act like the character that we already mm. if you're gonna use like for it this way, like if you're doing completely a departure from Rebels but you're using the lore in your show. But this so is Rebels season gotta, five. This is yeah, you essential. have to you have consistency. You know what I mean? So they're not doing that. So it does it does bother me. So, but as as far as like who's acting like Sabine and who's at, I think everybody's fine. They're just too stoic. They're just being directed poorly to represent these characters, or maybe the writing is mm, not the greatest. Maybe, yeah. So I think, and Filoni wrote these characters. He knows these characters, yeah, he, but I don't know. Maybe I just think it's when you have something that's a cartoon and you try and bring it up to being a theatrical uh, live action, you have to kind of elevate everything else. And I don't think I think that he's just using the same kind of thought process and it's not as forgiving. It's just not. Mm. So, um, well, what my shows. friend pointed out, too, was like, it, it's a little odd. It just it's just weird because they brought in the actress that played Bo-Katan. Right. But nobody else. But then the rest of these guys yeah. are different actors and actresses. And it just, he said it just felt different it was like it's gonna take me a while to get used to the new people. yeah i can understand that it doesn't bother me see but, it yeah. almost it didn't bother me because like i do only know a lot them. of these actresses don't look like they're supposed to right yeah like the voice it just so happens yeah. that katie sackhoff looks like bo-katan right mm-hmm. right yeah. it just so happens that you know 
but a lot of these actors don't look the part. So it works it's like, for me because I don't really have too much connection of with them in animation. So like you know, they did a lot on Sabine, and she's a badass. That whole speeder scene and the the spike scene where she slides under is great. You do get to learn about. I love when she cuts her hair and that whole moment where she's like, "I'm ready." Uh, you fucking, love when she cuts her hair. Well, it's just a badass thing where she's like, "I'm getting ready to be. I want to be a Padawan." It's a great moment. It. But there do there's a lot of callbacks to all the movies to scenes in Rebels. They're recreating certain scenes they're doing callbacks to the original trilogy it felt very og original trilogy star wars uh and there's tons of easter eggs uh ray stevenson as balen skull and that other girl is shin hati i think they're they're fucking dope the lightsaber action is pretty cool it seems a little stiff at times what about that 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 injury that she got that, oh like can we talk okay. can we talk about this, this why is this the new like tv injury Holy like shit they didn't the other didn't the other sith lord from the other uh, from uh, in, 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 get yes, the same yes yes yeah. yes yep yep for some like, reason they do the fake out sabine death at the end of the first episode now i would have thought a lightsaber through the gut would That's kill it. one person would that you'd be done? That's it. Just only if you're like seven foot tall, Liam Neeson. Yeah, only if you're Qui- Qui- Qui-Gon's over the, there, going, like one of the most bro, uh, the fuck? badass Jedi's of all time yeah. that can probably use the force to like stop uh, the injury. But yeah, it's very uh, inconsistent. So Sabine, who's not even who doesn't even wield the force. No. Oh, so is this fine. is this the okay? Well, I'll, I'll I'll just call it out. You've hinted at it. Is this the woke way of making a female strong? Is this, oh hey, shit. She can take a lightsaber through the chest. I just, I don't think, I mean, like, if you want to frame it that way, you can do it. But I just (laughs) think it's just one of those things where, like, uh, this is a Kathleen Kennedy world where, like, uh, in Star Wars, you don't die from lightsabers going through you uh, anymore. That's some bullshit. Well, you do if you're a bad woman, not if you're a good woman. But, like, Look, let's let's talk about this. So Darth Maul was sliced in half yeah, and he's still alive. He survived. That's yeah. True. Yeah. But he used the force. Right. She can't even right. she can't even use the so force. So Sabine can't even move a cup. She can't move the cup. That was hilarious. The, All right. Yeah. So like there's no and, and not only that, but like Darth Maul's not like a regular human being or a human he's he's a different kind of thing. So maybe his internal organs are I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot more wiggle room there. Mm. But um uh, there's no reason. Like, I just say, just use a different blow. Just don't like. Maybe just do like, you know, it goes into your arm a little bit right, or something, right. or you know, yeah. or, or into the side, not through you. Or she gets sliced, but she's wearing armor, so like it's just like a deep cut or something. Like yeah. That. Like, why are they doing like these things that are Went very right just unnecessarily stupid? Like, I just don't get it. It's just I feel like it's lazy. Well, I'm curious. I mean, you, you obviously do. You guys, I don't know what what's the like general opinion on Ahsoka. Are people liking it? I well, look, it depends on who you ask. If like, if you ask like people who hate woke stuff and that want to hate stuff, it's because there's a lot of women in the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the worst show ever made. Okay, Um, it's got strong female lead cast here. Female, strong, all of them. If (laughs) you ask someone who has never seen any fucking Star Wars. cartoons yeah that's but <laughs> it's interesting they're gonna be like kind of milk toast on it they're gonna be, be like confused. it's not bad but like i don't really i'm not really into it right there's no they're not gonna have any glaring like oh this is complete shit that's me they're just gonna be like it's not grabbing me and the reason is because you're missing you're missing like the the main driving thing is like 
who is Thrawn, who is Ezra. It's not a mystery to us. Right. So, like, the people who watch the shows, so, like, we we can at least bridge a lot of those gaps. Yeah, I can't. So, and then the people <laughs> who really who really like the cartoons are probably more forgiving, but still, if you're, there's two types of people, there's two types of fans. There's the ones that just will just take anything and just love it. Like, you is like, gonna be an apologist for, like, crappy shit. And then there's gonna be fans who want the most. Like, who want high level stuff? Who want the 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 bar to be raised when they see they want their ex- expectations exceeded, not subverted? And that's me. And uh, even though I do like a lot of it, I don't love it because I feel like it's an in- insulting sometimes writing. See, I I would have thought you would have been into the continuation of the Rebels storyline. I am, you know. I just don't like the way it's being done. Uh, by the way, eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Mm, okay, uh, Tomato Meter. So, but I'm like in the middle, like I, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm willing to see where it goes, but I don't have, like, I just watched a couple of things, Rebels. I did, did actually make me go watch a video that was like Rebels recapped in 30 minutes and I'd watch the whole thing just to get caught up. But there is a little bit of homework they, they want you to do here. The exciting thing is this galaxy, this in a galaxy far, far away, we are going to be introduced to yet another whole fucking galaxy. It looks like where Thrawn is. That's kind of exciting. Uh, and seeing uh, Sabine, what happens with her Jedi training, I'm into that. Does she go to the dark side? Who is this Sith Inquisitor that they keep fighting? There's been speculation that that's Ezra or that's the Starkiller dude. Would it be weird? Oh, you talk about Maroc? Maroc. Who is this dude that keeps showing up? Hasn't taken his there's, mask off. There, there's rumors. It's like so many. They're, they're trying to pull. Like, if they do a taskmaster and then and it's it's a woman whoa that's like who's that who could it be though somebody else it has, it's got to be ezra it's but that it doesn't be make ezra. sense it's ezra that he's back if they're looking for him and thrawn's not back but he's back or maybe thrawn turned maybe him. it's hopefully he's just Maroc and that's who he what is what if thrawn turned him and uh made him evil yeah um Maroc is there's there's been people saying that it's star killer Right, that's Which the other is, thing uh, from the video, from the video games. Video game. Yeah, uh, if you don't know who Star Killer is, he's a he's a kid that Darth Vader trained when he was. So this would be cool because now there's another theory that I have, but like, so think about this. But they didn't. But they haven't done any of the the groundwork for this, which is which is fucking terrible. Right. But like, but if they did this right, it would be awesome. But uh, Darth Vader, tr- when he was Anakin, trained um, Ahsoka. Right. Right. And that was his his train. And then he also after Ahsoka, after he became Darth Vader, he took on a secret apprentice named Starkiller. And this dude is a badass. In fact, like Darth Vader was was trying to like actually take over, like kill the emperor. Right. But the emperor got wind of it. So Darth Vader had to like kill him. Starkiller. Oh, shit. And uh Whatever. So he had to like pretend or pretend to kill him and like actually like whisk him away. And so like he disappeared and shit. So that it could be Starkiller. Well, and that would be like both of Darth Vader's trained apprentices fighting each other. Oh, that would be you know, that would be bad. Yeah. But then there's a third idea. Oh. And one of my buddies who's really a, a good Star Wars guy said, 
What if it's one of the first nights of Ren? Well, this series also, I think they're trying to bridge between the original trilogy and this the the new trilogy, like the because you kind of get hints of this republic that has formal imperial and people working there. But it's all kind of fucking clusterfuck, and how it becomes the first order, which would be right. that would be the beginning of the Knights of Ren. That could be interesting. A um, couple other things I liked. I love David Tennant is the droid, Hu Yang. And I just love how snarky he is. And he keeps telling Sabine that she's just a shitty Jedi. She's like, you're the worst Jedi I've ever seen. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the cast is pretty good. I want to see more Ray Stevenson. Rest in peace. But he's fucking badass so far. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, and the scene where they're flying through the space whales, the, the dogfight, that was fucking great. I thought that was great. Very there's exciting. moments that it's yeah. really, really cool. It just, yeah, like that whole, there's been a lot of things like that are great. And then, but then all of a sudden, like, how do you get there is always stupid. Like when they're in that planet, when, when they go to to check the, uh, to see if there's any, uh, like stuff going on, like, oh, by the way, the ship's taking off right now. Oh yeah. And then they're there, like, well, that's convenient as hell. No, but Ahsoka's <laughs> badass. She just fucking jumps out the window. She's like, oh, I'm going to go stop it. She fucking... Yeah, but Jumps I just out like, the window, runs after you it. get there. You get to places where cool stuff happens, but it always happens in such a weird way that it's just like, wow, that's OK. There's always chasing of maps and keys and things and MacGuffins and all Star Wars things. Yeah, so that's consistent. Look, I don't hate it. I just think I, I, I wished it was better. That's all. Dude, like Andor was great. This is no Andor, but it is. I think is better maybe than fucking Book of Boba Fett, of course, maybe even Obi-Wan. It's still like, yeah, it's on par with Obi-Wan at this point. Um, do you think we will actually see Thrawn uh, at, before like the last episode? Does it even get there? I hope we see him. Or Ezra. I hope we see everything. If we don't see either of them, this is going to be a fucking shit show. So it's eight episodes. It's more than the six that we've gotten. Like, so. This show needs, and I can't believe they haven't done it yet, and please let them do it next episode. If they don't do it, they need, they've, they've been needing to do a flashback. With Ezra and Thrawn. It needed to happen. I don't know why. How could they do a show without it? Try it needs to, yeah, it desperately. To fill it in. All right. Well. Like many, everybody's given up on this already. You think so? It, doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. If, in the least, in the least, yeah. they should have cut together like a mini 15 minute episode of the shows to kind of get yeah, like a recap. Yeah, because, you know, Morgan Elspeth, we saw in Mandalorian season two. That's where Ahsoka finds her. And she talks about Thrawn there. And they've dropped hints of Thrawn in Mandalorian with uh, Giancarlo Esposito and that council. But I was like, some of this is going to lose people. Like, they, they have so much history, these characters. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> they have so much history. There's so much lore and backstory. And they're kind of. Well, not- there's two sides to that, right? There yeah. is the, hey, like. So I'll defend it in this sense. It did lose me. So if they're looking to get new fans, yeah. not the right show. Yeah. But one of Star Wars' biggest problems under the Kathleen Kennedy era is they've been trying to just cater to everybody. Yeah. So in in one in some sense, while this isn't hitting Rug Boy on all the notes, at least they're just going with fuck it. We're not going to insult our audience. We're just going to continue a storyline that we've. We have a thread here from another sure. series, yeah. and the Star Wars fans that have been following this through thick and thin, maybe they'll appreciate this. I don't think it's completely insulting. I just feel like it falls short of being good. There you go. 
It, but I think there's definitely something to watch. Like, there's, if you like, I know the story, so it's fine for me. But like for someone like Anthony, I know it could be like probably not the most entertaining thing. Not at all. Actually, not. Entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but my opinion is so biased that I'm not even going to rate it because it's like. I didn't even care. Yeah, I'm going to make you watch the rest of this because we have to fi- find out what happens after all the eight episodes. I mean, I thought the third episode got better. And How did the sh- third one end? It's the sh- it's shorter. Um, I know. It's only 30 minutes, which was nice. Which was great. Look at, I could look at my phone for half the time. And it was go mostly action, right? It was mostly that action scene. They find the hyperspace ring and then they got to fight. Was that where she used the lightsaber in space? Yes. That's yeah. where she goes okay. out of the ship. That one How part. does it end? It ends with, oh, oh. Remember, they crash on the planet of the red trees and they're hiding and uh, Ray Stevenson comes down and he's got those killer droids and it just ends with the shot of him looking out like he's got to find them. So they're looking oh. for them in the forest. Yeah, because they have the why are they looking for them? Uh, Because they just want to kill Ahsoka. Don't because don't they already have the they have the map. They know how right. where to go, how to get so there. Why are they chasing Ahsoka again? Um, does it, Rex, do you remember why? I think they just they wanted to kill Ahsoka because I forget what because writing. Wrong. That's why because oh. they forget fucking. Why. Yeah, the way we've laid this out, it doesn't make any sense that they would be chasing. <laughs> they him. have the map. They know where he is. They have the path. They just they're building a thing to get there. But there's loose ends. They got to tie up the loose ends. They got to take out Ahsoka so she doesn't stop them. I don't know. Some okay, fucking, yeah, some that, that, that that's that tracks. Okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm invested <laughs> in what happens to Sabine's journey and her training, and does she go what side? Can she use the force? Will she go dark? I don't know. We'll see. Five episodes. Anyways. Oh, I'm yeah. pulling out our redemption. Yeah. For? For for like uh the assistant. Uh oh, Shin Hati, the, the blonde girl? Yeah, I feel like she's gonna end she's up becoming turn? a good yeah, well, because yeah. Because I'll tell you why, Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> every female character can't be evil. Well, both of them, even Balin Skull, he's like, uh, should we be doing this? We don't need to do this. Like, he's a little hesitant. Meanwhile, Morgan Elsbeth's like, no, no, get him. Uh, there's, but there's so many characters and names and things going on. Yeah, tough for me. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Okay, that's fine. We'll check back in in five weeks, see uh, if anybody's paid attention. Let's take a break here, play some promos, and we'll come back, and we will review the latest DC movie, Blue Beetle, right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting, uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news, and somehow we have listeners, so they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify. And any good podcast app, because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. 
hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed you're some Wookiee. Start listening today and remember the Force will be with you always. Doc and Nerd. Listener, if you've been enjoying uh, the show, if you've been with us for all 500 or maybe one or maybe half a dozen or the past few years, we're going to actually get some stories about our listeners later. It is a good time to join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can give back 500 times. Come on, a dollar a show. It's worth something. Uh, you can sign up for monthly or annual support and you get stuff. First of all, I want to say welcome back to John Campbell, who had gone away, but he's this week joined us back on the Patreon. All right, John. Thank you, Detective Hell John yeah. Kimball. Thanks. It's not a tumor. Uh, he's back, and he's enjoying things like an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. We do monthly Discord hangouts. My voice going out screwed up so many things. <laughs> we had a discord hangout plan for while my voice was out and I had to cancel it. And apparently it was Lisa Morrison's birthday and she was going to be here. Wow. So I ruined her birthday. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, absolutely shit. ruined Lisa Morrison's birthday. The next one is Thursday, September 21st, 8 p.m. You can hang out, hang out with us on discord. My voice was out for so long that the fucking Flash movie is on HBO Max. Oh, think, think about that. That's how long I was fucking things up with my voice. Uh, a lot of fun stuff over there. Really appreciate all the continued support for all these years from our Patreon supporter, chuckinner.com slash Patreon. Check it out. Okay, let's talk about another thing uh, that also gets this clip. And that's DCEU movies. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> right? I think that's also appropriate. We will now be reviewing <laughs> Blue Beetle. Uh, Blue Balls Beetle, here's your spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! Oh, this is the third of the four remaining lame duck movies. DCEU Warner Brothers well, has let left. me let me inter- let me interject there oh. because there's like weird when I watched this movie uh, three months ago yeah um, I can't even remember the movie th- there's this I, I was reading doing some research in um, Gun and don't quote me I'm paraphrasing but he basically said this is the first DCU film no character it's the first DCU character right. but not the first DCU what film kind of fucking sense does that make well okay. I guess what he's trying to say is if it if people like him, uh-huh. he's into the DCU. But the first film I'm producing out of the DCU is going to be Superman. It's Superman Legacy. Yes. So, so maybe it not might be a lame duck. duck film. Might not. Maybe not. We might see him again. It is the 14th installment in the DCEU. Uh, originally, this one planned to go straight to HBO Max. Now, just Max. And they pivoted. And you get a little bit of sense of that watching this movie. Uh, comic book wise, there have been three blue beetles since the character's first appearance in 1939 that go by the name dan garrett then ted cord and then jaime reyes this blue beetle introduced in 2006 on the rotten tomatoes blue beetle right now holding a 78 percent tomato meter mm. 6.4 out of 10 92 audience rating that 78 percent makes it uh fourth highest Rotten Tomatoes DCEU movie just behind <laughs> Wonder Woman, The Suicide Squad, 
Shazam, and then you got Blue Beetle, tied with Birds of Prey. Okay. The fantabulous, fabulous mm-hmm. emancipation, whatever. Which I thought that was kind of interesting. More numbers. This movie was made for about 120 mil. Uh, continues the trend of uh, these DCU movies not doing well this year. Going back to like last year, opening domestic $25 million. Currently, it just passed in three weeks, $104 million worldwide. So it's at $58 million domestic, $45 international, which is actually terrible. It's terrible, but it's better than The Flash and Shazam 2 were doing at this point. But it is also the lowest DC opening of the, of the year after Shazam that opened at $30 million and The Flash that opened at $55 million. And if you look at these box office for the last few DCU movies, it is like none of these movies... I've cracked 400 million domestic or even lifetime outside of like Aquaman. Aquaman didn't even crack 400 million domestic. Like wow. these are. They're not going to do anything domestic. Are you kidding me? The, I mean, so. They, they did. Uh, th- these movies like didn't open it even hitting 100. How are they going to be the able to get 400? Just finished up. It's on HBO Max. It finished up lifetime. A hundred and eight million dollars. Domestic. Oh, no, total. No, 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 no. Yes. Really? Yes. Wait a minute. No, yes. no, 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 no. Wait, That's abysmal. Say, no, no, no. Uh, 108 million? Yeah. Oh, it's 268 worldwide. One, there, 108, yeah, uh, 108 domestic. <laughs> okay. Imran giving out wrong information <laughs> this again. Is, oh, this is all domestic. <laughs> but, okay, so Shazam finished at 57 million. Black Adam, 168. Not bad. The Suicide Squad, 55. One, it's just, it's not good. There, I mean, there was no expectation for this movie to do any do anything. So it's true. The fact that it like it opened number one as Barbie was slowing down in that week, which was mm-hmm. kind of surprising. So I mean, the fact that it's a hundred million at the global is not bad. For th- uh, what do you? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who we? What do you? Yeah. yeah. yeah what uh, a movie directed by Angel Manuel Soto. I believe that's how you say his name. Written by Gareth Dunet Alcazar, and of course starring uh, Jolo Maranduena. Miguel from Cobra, Cobra Kai. You have Bruna Marquezine playing Jenny Cord. Uh, you got George Lopez as the uncle. Susan Sarandon as Victoria Cord. Adrian Barasa as the grandmother. Lots of other uh, great actors in here. That's all, all I'm going to mention right now. Uh, but, Anthony, do you remember? Yes. It's been a few weeks since we saw this. Do you remember what happens in Blue Beetle? Well, unfortunately, or or well, fortunately for me, Blue Beetle has um, a pretty generic plot. It is about uh, this kid who comes home from college and and is, lives with a a poor Latin family in what looks to be the DC equivalent of Florida, Miami. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, and one day he is at an at a Cord Industries, which is a prominent. Uh, place in this in this movie and he gets stuck with an item that um turns him into a uh a superhero and but this item is also very coveted by the evil corporation and he has to learn how to be a superhero um while balancing the uh keeping his family safe yeah, sounds like a lot of other things, doesn't it? Terrible. Right. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a generic superhero plot. 
Little Iron Man, little Spider Man, little Miss Marvel, little a little um, what's that movie what that we reviewed about the with the action? A little Venom, a oh, little yeah, uh, a little Venom. What was the movie though we reviewed for the action movie? Oh, Upgrade, Upgrade, a yeah, up, a, a very upgrade, very upgrade, Guyver basically. Cord yeah. is huh. like your Stark Industries of uh, in this movie of this universe. Yep. Uh, all right, having said all that, mm-hmm. once it was done, what did you think? Oh, I was. Uh, let me pull up my notes. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh. I had very, 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 very low expectations wow. for this. Um, not saying this is like a revolutionary superhero movie by any by any means, but um, it's fun. It is a fun movie. I I laughed throughout the movie. I enjoyed some of the fight scenes. I enjoyed the lead. Uh, is it, I don't know how you pronounce the name. Sholo Maradona. Sholo Maradona as, as Jaime Reyes. Yeah. I, the family, although it's sometimes a bit over the top, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed a lot. Of, I, I thought the the lead girl, Cord's uh, daughter, super smoking hot, super cute, good chemistry yeah, between good them. chemistry. So th- they do a lot of the things right to make the and, and the movie just moves. It's like a fast paced yeah, movie, well paced. It doesn't really, do, yeah, it's very well paced. There's good like synthy music, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good things. The bad things are it's a very very generic plot. Um. Susan Sarandon is just absolutely awful. What is she doing? <laughs> Her as the evil villain and like having no motivation, like just being like the mustache twirling villain except a woman was just really weird. I was surprised. Not, not weird, just very generic. So in some senses, it's it's like it, that kind of doesn't elevate it. It makes this movie more um, on par with everything. But I think it's just it 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 doesn't really take a ton of. Um, risks per se in the plot but there's like good heart there's a emotion in the middle with one of the family members dying so yeah, i think wow. overall i actually was pleasantly surprised i i enjoyed the movie and, but, it, yeah. and what it proved to me is that like even if the film is pretty generic with a generic villain if enough elements are working in the yeah. right direction that yep. you can make something that's entertaining absolutely absolutely Ruggles, what's your take on this think about it because it's been like two months yeah, yeah, I can't really. <laughs> I don't really remember it. I don't remember <laughs> what I said. Our memory. Fades. I'm trying to remember what I said in my mini review. Even if I did one, think about it. It's purp. Lots of purple. Lots of synthy blue synth music. Yeah, like I wasn't offended by this movie at all. I wasn't impressed by it either. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was just like a you know a black movie. Um, I think the best thing about it is finally we have. Uh, a romance in a movie. Yes. That chemistry uh, was off the hook. I wanted, I haven't, like, regardless of it's a superhero movie or whatever it is, when I watch a movie and I'm like, hey, there's a love interest. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm into this. I'm like, oh, is it going to, hey, is he going to yeah. get the girl or whatever? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's a movie. Yeah. Right. right? There's a movie here somewhere. It felt oh, throwback. Did it not feel like throwback 80s, yeah, it 90s? Felt a little bit more like a real movie and yeah. not these new kind of fucking yeah. angled movies. That sucked big dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of was like into it and uh, I enjoyed it. I just don't think it's like that memorable. Like one of the things that really bothered me is that alien voice being so like Kajida Kajida. Yeah, it was it was just so like what'd you say? Kajida? That's the name. That's the name, that's of, the the name alien. of the scare oh, voice. It didn't. It. It, first of all, it didn't seem alien. Right. It seemed like a, like a robot in yeah. an AI. Yeah. It didn't seem like it could have been. They could have done something interesting there, but they didn't. 
there's a lot of things they could have done interesting and they didn't do anything interesting. Um, I, I think that was my critique. I wish I could listen to my critique. No, I, 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 um, I, no, I largely agree with what you guys say. Is it formulaic? Yes, but I felt it was competent origin story. I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, the family, the Latino flavor and the family stuff really helps, makes it special. Uh, and it reminded me of both Shazam and Miss Marvel that way, where yeah, the heart yeah. and the family really kind of makes it a little bit elevated. Uh, Joel Amar Duane does a great job. I would love to see him again. He is playing him just like fucking Miguel from Cobra Kai, uh, really. But it was great seeing him on the big screen. He's sincere. Like you buy he it, is. you know? And him having his Uncle Ben moment with his father, like it clicked. That kiss at the end was straight up like from an 80s movie. Yes. It was so great. The whole way it ended, that look they gave, that chemistry, you felt the electricity. Let me, can I interject there? Because Ruggs touched on that and I I forgot that that happened. But that, like, when he kisses her at the end and flies with her, it's great. I'm like, that's awesome. That's, that, like, Movies nowadays, especially superhero films, like don't yeah. let women be love interests. Right. And like fucking part of life is like dudes want to get the girl. Especially if you're a and teenager. They do, yeah. And they want to do what it takes to get the girl. Yeah. And you know what? Girls girls like like strong men like that. Yeah. And he be, he comes a strong guy that's like a family guy and he gets her and he flies with her. Like that was fucking awesome. I was, well, he, I was so happy. he's a hero. He, yeah. he cares about people. Yeah. Like yeah. he's. He's he was there to, for her when she needed him, right. you know, and like he's got a code, he's got morals. Got, helped her, helped her get her her family's company back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, why would you not? Yeah, I think that that's something that's lacking in a lot of uh, the chemistry thing, the 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 whole feeling of of a '90s movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. That that really was was here. So it has some DNA that's pretty decent, you know. I mean, Jen, Jenny um, Cord was great, but it, it's entirely her fault that all this shit happens to fucking Jaime Reyes. Is it not like she just? Oh yeah, she. I mean, she's she extremely kills, stupid. She, she causes them to go. She's extremely this, stupid. She gives. She fuck? gives him. She gives an alien piece of technology to this random kid she just met she in just a met him, box. Doesn't tell him what it is. I love the scene where he transforms all the homages to like the alien face hugger and Venom, and like they're it's hor- it's horrific, but also. Like fun to see him fly out into well, space and shit. Right, right, right before he's transforming, they pull it out, and George Lopez goes, "Is that the new Tamaguchi?" <laughs> the new Tamaguchi is a great line. There's some <laughs> great lines like George Lopez and the Nana. I almost stole the fucking movie. The fact that she was a fucking uh, revolutionary badass. I mean, it's a little hokey and contrived, but I was there because I love that character. She's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in. We're gonna get him." The whole thing about like we don't cry for your dad yet, and at the end they were like. Okay, now we can cry and mourn him. Like that got me too. I love the the themes of like immigrants and uh, what the stuff they got to go through, and the the representation was great. Very culturally specific references that reminded me of uh, Miss Marvel. Now, whether you know Latin families actually act like that is another thing. Maybe it's a little exaggerated. Maybe not. Uh, but it knew what it had to do, what it was, and it did it in a nice, nice tight runtime. So I did yeah, fun. Uh, our well actually it was two hours what about the grandma with the gun the grandma was great uh what do you think of the suit <laughs> at times the suit looked a little cosplay-ish a little plasticky see I, yeah I, I, I thought it looked but, good but other times honest. it looked pretty good like i liked it went it. back and forth i liked it i, I mean I, I liked again this is not like treading anything we haven't seen before but like 
I still enjoyed him flying around like he was Iron Man, and yeah, and yeah. there was the movie's if not this, breaking new ground. If this movie was a three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollar movie, then I'd be like mad at it. But right. like, it's a very, very lean budget. It's from it's what I standalone. You know, they reference. Yeah, oh, that's good. They reference the other superheroes just in in passing. You know, you have the Batman's fascist line, and they there's a lot of cord Blue Beetle mythology in there that's kind of interesting to see if uh they're going to expand that uh you got omac that's uh, uh another fun thing from the comics the one man army corps but again he's fighting a guy who's got a suit but even yeah. that there was a little bit of uh empathy there was a little twist he sees what he's been through that he's being used carpazzo is also being used by susan sarandon and lets him live shows him mercy and then he goes out like yeah i mean it's it's predictable but it was good i don't know i thought it, well, yeah i mean i would say susan sarandon's whole thing i, I mean, she's i was so mad i was movie. so mad at her because she's fucking normally good and it must be the writing i was like what are you doing susan sarandon what the fuck is this one note villain shit i don't know so I, don't, I mean I, it could be the writing but also could be the fact that she was just cashing a check because it yeah. just seemed like she every yeah. line she spouted first off was terrible like not terrible it was just very you know generic villain yeah but then she just didn't seem like she wanted to be on set. No, it seemed like she was phoning it in just a little bit. Uh, did anybody else uh, think uh, it's funny how all the white people are racist in this movie? Gonna... That's standard fair now. <laughs> that that was like, kind of funny, though. They're like, was oh. it? There was, who else was? I only know Susan Sarandon in the, in the movie. No, no. Were any other white people? No, just like wherever they would go, they would think people thought they were the help and. Oh. Uh, you know, just in they general, yeah. They when the second the, the 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 receptionist and when they worked at the, the I like thing that they met there. Ted Cord's uh, daughter, just a Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> They're just like, well, she's just going to be straight on full on Brazilian and just not have lost her accent. Well, we don't know, know. She who, probably grew up in America. We don't know how she grew up. Who the mom is? You know, that's true. I don't. The mom died at a young age. Didn't they say that? I, yeah, I think so. I can't. I so she was raised by her dad, but has a Brazilian accent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like. I like the accent. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't mind because she's hot, and yeah. it's a. It's like she does do stupid shit. Yeah. But then she does like they do or do the best they can in within a very generic story to like give her some agency. So she's not like completely damsel right. in the stress. Yep. 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 Um, in fact, I don't think they ever put her in a situation where she's completely damsel in the stress. Yeah. Um. But I just, yeah, she had good chemistry with the guy, with the Sholo. She did. But I was like, man, this is all Jenny's fault. The fuck? Her dad, his dad could still be alive. It's nice to see an attractive woman yeah. be attractive. Yeah. Right. right. But, and she wasn't in a bathing suit or anything yeah. like that. No, she, she didn't need to be. Yeah. She didn't have the headlights on or anything. She just was just uh, exuded that kind of attractiveness. Absolutely. And that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I I liked, uh, we, he's got a little bat cave, Blue Beetle cave. You see his ship. Uh, that's also from the comics. It's a lot like the Night Owl ship from The Watchmen, which was all that was based on all these old characters um, from before DC was even DC Comics. So there, there is, you're right though. There is like an 80s, 90s kind Absolutely. of vibe to it. Yeah, which is there, great. If you listen to the, the soundtrack, it's very synthy. Oh, speaking of soundtrack, they used the fucking Cypress Hill song in a fight scene. Fuck yeah! Oh, I was in. Well, you you knew at that point if anyone was watching the movie you knew at that point Imran was in for the movie yeah if they, oh, if they throw any sort of needle drop from the nineties <laughs> well, as soon as that that <laughs> bass line, needle drop oh god dude that bass line goes dude dude I was like it ain't going out like that and they did it ain't go it ain't going out 
It's a great song. Which, which scene was that? I forgot. That what was that when was. everything was red. He was in the like the red hallway and he was knocking people out when he was in the tunnel or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. But I was like, oh fuck, I love this. What Cypress song Hill was song. that in? It's Cypress Hill. Uh, we ain't go- we ain't going out like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. going out. It's a good song. It's a good song. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the movie. Here's the thing: the movie. It's is it the greatest movie of all time? No, it's a revolutionary in terms of plot. No, the villains really one note, but it does have like a certain personality to it that most of the stuff that's come out recently from Marvel and DC is just pretty generic. Yeah, yeah, like it's pretty safe. Yeah, and, I, and in some ways this is very safe, but there's some like. There's a hat it can hang itself on. It's kind of throwbacky. You have the synthiness. You have the the family aspect of it, which like you give a shit about the family. They t- like, and then it moves. So again, it's like there's not like a if they just do check six out of they checked seven out of the ten boxes. Right. They gave it a little something. They went that extra distance. To no, I agree. So at the end, Jenny is now in charge of Cord Industries, and you get that post credit scene where. You hear Ted Cord's voice. He is not dead. The original Blue Beetle is out there. So just real quick, the original Blue Beetle did not have the scarab? No. He had a suit that he made like because he's rich. Yeah, because Cord Industries, he's a, they t- he deals with uh, engineering and machines and gadgets. Uh-huh. So he built, he's had a suit that he built, and the scarab was always Jaime Reyes. So, but then why did he be? He just chose like the Blue Beetle moniker. Uh, I don't know because if you like from Young Justice, I believe I don't know if it's the same story where the Beetle is the Scarab is made by the Reach, right? Possibly, and then they I don't know I don't know why. It always confused me that he the also, second Blue Beetle had yeah. the Scarab, but this guy apparently never had the Scarab, or he did have the Scarab and he. I don't know. Some- I don't think. Are they related in the comics at all? No, it's I don't think he so. He just took the name. I don't think so. I think he just takes the name. I think it's Got like it. so. But yeah, I don't know why it has to do with the Cord family. So he's just like a goofy Batman. A little bit. Yes, he is absolutely a goofy Batman, a nerd. Got right. He's super smart. Um, yeah. But the Scarab obviously chose this. This kid. This kid for a reason because he has good heart and stuff. I don't know. Right. 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 Uh, I don't know. So. Do you guys know what you just said in the beginning, Anthony? Gunn said this is the first DCU character. And we talked about the money. Do Would you want to see him back? Do we want him in? I'm going to go with yeah. Oh, I do. Nice. I do. I would like to see this guy continue. Me too. And uh, there was a screen crush thing that basically said make Blue Beetle the Iron Man of the new DCU. I mean, you can kind of do that and, and go that way with it. Well, yeah, I would like to see him come back. I, I like the actor. I liked the movie enough. I liked his power set, even though it's very derivative of everything we've seen before. Yeah. It, I, I liked it. Right, I like so, the actor, too. I just yeah, I, really, I, I like that guy. He is great. I do love I just love watching him. He's very charming. And uh, you just feel this 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 genuine. He's, he's got a very I mean, maybe because he's playing the same exact guy, but he does have a very like teenage young vibe. Yeah, but he's supposed you to be just like don't in see his, a lot. Yeah, in his twenties now, I guess. Yeah, it's like post. Yeah, because he just graduated. Twenty-two, so like young kid. Wall. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, but he's got an earnestness about him. Absolutely, rugs. Do you want to see Jolo continue into James Gunn's? I feel like a- acting wise and everything, he's fine. Like as a character, uh, uh, him, his energy is good. I feel like he'd be cool in in a team setting, maybe or whatever. Uh, I just don't really like the um, the suit, uh, the way like it, 
the AI talks and just how like generic everything is about this character. Like everything, everything that he does seems like we've seen it before, but like they, they could, if with some money and a, like a director that has a vision, they could probably really amp him up and really make him something. So at least you have the character that the character works. Right. So yeah. that's the important. Thing. I mean, it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's a lot of fun. And compared to the last few of these DCU movies, I just felt it was, it knew what it was and it was, it was consistent in its thing, even though it is formulaic. Well, it, the movie, what, what, what works for this movie is it's not unlike the last few DCU movies, like it's not trying to hit a home run. This isn't like right, right. gigantic stakes. In fact, you know, it was made to be on HBO Max. Right. So, so it was there's made no to be, stakes. Right. Well, not, not no stakes, but just not world-ending stakes. It's yeah. just about this kid that got stuck into this thing that he didn't know. He had no idea he was going to get these powers, but he's just there to protect his family. Yeah, I like that. I like that it was a very small story that was just about him and his family. Yeah. And it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like this new world-ending thing that all the other superheroes would come and worry about. Right. Like, you'd be asking, why isn't Superman here? Right, exactly. Because like you look at The Flash, yeah. that's about uh, time travel and like freaking the, the multiverse. And then you look at Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and it's about these like gods trying to freaking take over the world. Or you look at Black Adam, and it's like this god got resurrected. Ugh. Like These are all... It's all the same shit. Big, gigantic characters about yeah, yeah. And, or and like the Black Adam's like the devil comes out. Like this is oh my all god that third act things. in that movie. Oh is my god, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what big this, red this fucking is, This thing. is just this kid trying to get his family out of this like. Well, it's it's really this family trying to get this kid out of this prison. Right at the end. Right, because the family comes to help and saves him. Right, right. But, like it it all of that really worked just the the stakes and the investment you have in the family i would love to see the family again just like i want to see the miss marvel family again uh they were really funny uh and lopez had some good lines and yeah well it's better than the last couple all right well look let's uh post-mortem this wrap it up give it a score and a rating where are you gonna put it amongst the 14 uh dceu movies starting with man of steel um, I'll just read them all. Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam 2, and The Flash. Anthony. This movie is the epitome of a seven in my book. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a solid movie. Continues the string of good movies that I've seen in the movie theater lately. Oh, yeah. Um, going back to uh, Barbie, Op- Op- Barbenheimer. Yeah, um, and I have it ranked fourth. I have it behind oh. Wonder Woman, Shazam, yeah. and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, if this is a DCEU movie, yeah. Well, the movie is the character, maybe not. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Rugs, what are you gonna give it? Where you put it? Six point five. Okay, and uh, it's probably uh, one, two, three, uh, maybe fifth in line to the top. There you go. So, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was better than average, and it has something going for it, and I think it's enjoyable. So uh, I'm sure you could, uh, a random person could go watch this movie and enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at these list of movies, and it's just like, it's a little bit refreshing from all these. I'll give it a seven and a half, and, and I would absolutely, I did the same, you did Anthony, fourth in line. I'm Wonder Woman is number one, but uh, that could sometimes that flips for me with The Suicide Squad. I start thinking that's the best fucking thing. 
that they did. I still like Man of Steel uh, oh, a lot. Yeah. In, 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 in a lot of ways, but um, that is better than the Flash and Shazam 2 and Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was all, uh, you know, the other movies that came out this year. So, uh, it, yeah, and it's just ironic that, like, there's one, we got Aquaman left, and they kind of had something here that's just above decent <laughs> what they could squeeze out, and it kind of works. So, yes, let's see more Blue Beetle, James Gunn. And stop talking shit about. Tim Burton's Batman. Did you see all that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. What did he say? Well, that, that's old. Yeah, that's old. Somebody pulled out oh. tweets from like 10 years ago where he's talking shit about Tim Burton's Batman's movie. How he hated it and it was ridiculous. And look, I mean, he had some points in that rant he made, but he deleted all that now. But those the, those were movies before there was like comic book movies. Right, right. Like there was a lot of uh, sacrifices made so they could get that movie made. So like not like now where you can you got like two hundred million dollars to make make a movie and right. it's now yours to fuck up. Yeah. That it's a Batman it's a whole different is special. Also I watched the great corridor crew VFX artists react. They did just the Flash movie and that was great because you see so many floaty heads and necklines and parts of it they were like some of the CGI is amazing. And then the parts where it fucking drops off, they the just, babies. The babies was great. They had a whole discussion about babies. That second Barry Allen must have been all digital double. You could see that. He was, I remember you guys mentioned this, like his head's floating and there's like big heads. Oh, it's crazy. They point out all the fucking oh, weird. It's so shit. terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Has anybody gone to watch it again on HBO no, Max? No, no, no desire. I, I was gonna pop on the Batman scenes just for fun, but. I was, I mean, I already saw it twice. I'm like, do I need to put myself through the third time? I don't know. No, I would never watch the whole movie. I would just watch a you scene. You just fast forward through it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do some news from the nation, fellas. There we go. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got a lot of great comments about episode 500 and uh, our listeners' journey. But before that, I got two comments about Blue Beetle Rugs. Will you read these two comments from Rick Martinez and Ralph Bravo? Rick Martinez says the same superhero by the book storyline. He did not care for the entire family to the rescue ending. And may I add that Latino families do not act this way. Uh, I give it two and a half cervezas. Okay, so he said Latino families do not act this way. All right, read Ralph Bravo's comment. Okay. I loved it. It did the same superhero story, but added some season into it, some sazon. Uh, not all Latino families act like they do, but they, but mine did. See, he says his family does act like that. It hit close to home where I laughed, cheered, and teared a bit. It was nice to have a Chicano superhero that's rooted in what most first-generation families teach us. That it's all about family. Dom Toretto voice. It's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> I give it four out of five blue beetles. It's a pretty good Vin Diesel you did right there. Do that again. It's all about family. <laughs> so Ralph Bravo, like look, two and two opposite reactions. I thought that was very interesting. Ralph Bravo loved it. But uh yeah, the first generation immigrant experience is kind of 
uh, universal to most immigrants. Doesn't matter where you came from. So I appreciated that, and I could I could vibe with that. Okay, let's move on to comments from episode 500. Anthony, I'm going to have you read this one from our buddy Logan Janice from Mostly Superheroes podcast. You don't want me to read the voicemails? Uh, no, no, just oh, get, no. you're gonna you're gonna read. I know I'm fucking with you. You are asshole. gonna don't read. <laughs> I want you to dictate the voicemails. Listen to them and tell me what they say. No, we got okay. some great audio coming up. I got one written. Comment. Mostly superheroes. Imran, Anthony, and Rugs. Happy 500 from Logan, the Gigglers, Scotty, Scoop, Danny, Patron, Carrie, and the rest of the mostly superheroes crew. Aww. We literally wouldn't be here without you. Your consistent production of such a high quality program still amazes me to this day. I always appreciate that special moment when I open up my podcast app to sit down and hang out with you all in an episode. You take the time to make people feel heard and your camaraderie is contagious and applaudable. There's so many real life villains out there and you guys prove that you can be like real life heroes if you just give a damn and try. We'll look forward to the next 500. Let's all keep jocking and nerding and rugging. Thank you. Oh, is he listening to this? That was nice. That was nice. That's very heartfelt. I, I'm one, is he listening to this show? Yeah, is that what you just asked? Show? That's weird. Oh. Okay, anyway. He's just talking about another show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're right. about this show? Hey, making uh, podcasts is hard. Everybody that knows. was, no, that was very nice. And we got a lot more. Okay, here we go. We're going this, to the This audience. is where we're going to start to just jack off all over. Yes, l- right? listen, it's 500. Hold on, let me get the uh, cream get, out. Get, the, yeah, yeah. get your tissues, get the lube. We're going to do a little casturbation. It's episode 500. We did put out a call for voicemails. I got a bunch of voicemails. Let's start with Brian Goff. This is not Matt Tellhauer, by the way. Just remember that. Imran, Anthony, Rugboy, what the fuck is up, guys? This is Brian Goff over from Citizens of Pawnee Podcast. I just want to congratulate you, obviously, on 500 episodes. That is incredible. I remember the 300th episode where we all got to call in and roast you guys. Well, that's not the case this time. I actually have nice things to say. Yeah, I just, you guys... Whether or not you know it, everything you do for the fans, both Patreon and non-Patreon, is just incredible. You guys put out a consistent, funny show every week, very informative. You guys do a great job, and we can't thank you enough. I just want to make sure that no one ever forgets that Imran and David Beckham are the same age. Oh, Take you, care, guys. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, wow. You have to bring that up, Rygoff, not Matt Delhauer. How is oh, that not shit. Matt Delhauer? first of all? But just, for the fans that don't know what Imran <laughs> looks like, just take a peek at our website real quick and just look at what that man looks like and just think look, about the fact that he's the same see, like whenever I, I, whenever I picture Imran in my mind, I picture like a nice, firm 25-year-old Imran. Oh, like you, no. But you gotta, you know, hold that's on. been a long time. <laughs> yeah, you hold it on to that memory. That, yeah. That's long time in years and much longer in the amount yeah. of shit he's done to his body. I am in the same in age as David Beckham, and that's about where the similarities end. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving you, on. You think David Beckham will lose his voice for three weeks? Oh, I'm sure he would, and he'd come <laughs> back for the fans, and he'd still play. Yeah, uh, we got Seth Morgan next. Oh wow! Hey, Imran, Tony, and Rugboy. This is Seth Morgan, uh, one of your biggest fans. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on 500 shows. Quite a milestone for you. It's been wonderful to uh, laugh along with you guys, learn a lot. And watch your growth. Uh, I'm growing. The show, <laughs> show has only gotten funnier over the years. Uh, oh, it's been really? great to watch uh, Anthony uh, just become, you know, A man. Uh, such an enjoyable cinephile over the years. <laughs> when you guys first started, he didn't know a lot. I think he'd admit to that 
And uh, as uh, time There's has no gone shit. on, and <laughs> I don't you. know how many <laughs> movies he's gotten a chance to watch and dissect and review, and uh, I, I'm it's interesting uh, to uh, listen to his perspective on things um, as the show has continued to grow. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, love everything you do, and I wish you another 500 shows in the future. All right. Bless you. Take care. I never thought about that that Thank way, yeah, that's Seth. That. That's very, very uh, right? interesting that you like. You see Anthony's story arc, the growth. Yes, yeah. there's a story arc in Roman Paul Anthony. Well, when did we start? 2017? 2015. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was 27 years old. We, yeah. we have exposed you to Not so one much gray shit. hair on his nutsack. Yeah. Not one. <laughs> he was young and this supple eight plus years ago. But it's true. Like Anthony has been exposed to so many things now. Yeah. Also yeah, wow. the show. Yeah. Would never have happened. Okay. We got the speak pipe king, Matt Miller. Of course, he sent in two speak pipes. Of course. Two. Of course he did. Of course, Matt. What's two. up, Jock and Nerd Nation? Ooh. Fellas. Hi. It's your boy, the speak pipe king, Matt <laughs> Miller. I just got done listening to Anthony's sad message, and my mind immediately went to, hey, I should take over this IP for myself and actually make this show, you know, popular. <laughs> so here's my idea. The show is going to be called the rock and nerd podcast where I'm the nerd and I find just a regular rock to be my co-host. And instead of rug boy, I have carpet girl to get it. Carpet girl, rug boy. Um, And instead of a foul mouth, New York based puppet, she's a prim and proper carpet girl from New Jersey. Um, (laughs) I'm still working out the kinks on that, but I think it could really take off from New Jersey. Anyways, congratulations on the 500th show. That's awesome. I looked back at when I started listening to the show, and it was on 81, oh. episode 81, oh, and four of you. Wow. So it's been a fun ride, and I hope you guys keep going for a long, long time. Um, yeah. If you need me ever for uh, like a takeover, let me know, okay? See you guys. <laughs> okay, wait. There's one more. He had to do another um, one. Yeah, P.S. The whole crux of my rock and nerd podcast show hinges on the fact that people think that the rock and my show is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, so, uh, yes, that's um, where I thought you was going with that. Without that, I have nothing. You guys are the best. Keep going. Um, <laughs> I gotta go call Dwayne real quick and see if he's on board. So, okay, to you guys. <laughs> that's what I think about that idea. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. That's what I think. All right, yeah, that's <laughs> perfect, perfect drop for that. <laughs> okay, moving on. We got our boy Gerald Morris from the Two Piece Podcast. Dude, Jock and Nerd five hundred episodes. WTF. This is Gerald from Two Ps. I've had all three of you guys on my show. We've been pod friends for several years, and you guys are an inspiration. Even though the fatigue for superhero movies is real for me, mm. I do not have fatigue for the Jock and Nerd and Rug Boy uh, weekly. You guys are an inspiration. I just wanted to say congrats on 500 episodes. Can't wait to tune in to 500 more. Oh, we, that's to inspi- nice. we aim to inspire. You know, that's why we you started think we're going to make show. it to a thousand. I don't know. Uh, that's cool. not, not, if it, not if everyone keeps smoking while he's <laughs> sick. No. It's fine. My voice is fine. It's back. 70%. I think I heard you just take a puff earlier. Yeah. I, I, I probably did. I need he's getting too confident now. I, he's he's like, like, oh, I made it halfway through the show. It's, it's he's, like, he's like, he's like, I can talk for two hours without losing my voice. I'm back. Shit, he's like I'm the back, guy that, baby. He's like the guy that's that's on a diet that like did like you know, like ate like a uh, salad like for like lunch and then yeah. he goes home and eats like a fucking Sunday. 
<laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> well, I ate a salad. Uh, what about that superhero uh, fatigue? I mean, <laughs> this is what our show uh, is based on. Is this? Uh, we can problem? pivot. We'll no, just do pivot. We'll do cinephile stuff. We've we've been pivoting. We've yeah. been doing the the action stuff. Yeah, I love we, we do the fan. We do the 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 jock or the Patreon listener yeah. recommendations. We. Yeah. This show, this show is more than just the superheroes. It stuff, is. Bro. It was the, yeah. the catch to come in, but doing the action movie stuff has been great. Uh, Gerald Morris also kind of retooled his show, guys. I don't know if you heard. He used to be, it used to be top five things. Mm-hmm. He now has a co-host, and they're just like reviewing movies. He's got a regular oh, co-host. Oh, cool. Uh, which is good because eventually, you know, I think he did every top five list that out uh, that you can come up with. So. Uh, I'll do a topless five. Yeah, topless five. There's your yeah. new show, Jeremy. Okay, Imran, throw your tits in we there. We got. I'll I'll take my shirt <laughs> off for that. Uh, Jimmy the Geek Raven, here he is. Hey, what's up, Patreon? This is my instant reaction to the 500th episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Sorry, I had to do a little homage to the boys right there. This is Jimmy the Geek, longtime supporter and listener of the Jock and Nerd podcast. I've actually been listening to this show for almost exactly seven years, which is insane. I don't think I've followed anything or listened to anything that long in my life, like a show, uh, anything for that matter, Uh, maybe like a sport team like a big sports fan as anthony knows but besides that don't think i've stayed with anything uh with for seven years so wow uh congratulations guys um you know i've always been one of your biggest fans um i like to say that i'm the one who uh coined the term jock nerd nation uh i remember i used that on a few few fan mails and imran uh, actually put it as the facebook uh, group name thanks buddy for that little nod i always take credit for that and i'm also a sound drop sometimes you still drop that sometimes uh Imran, I think you got it right. I think you probably insert right there. I love this movie. That's it. Um, but wow, yeah, so I uh, feel like I've uh, definitely been a big part of the show with you guys, and you guys have uh, done a great job, and I've always enjoyed it every week. I literally have listened every week for almost seven years, um, which is incredible to think about, but crazy that you guys have been doing this that long and been putting out a show every week. So congratulations, guys. Love the show. You guys are awesome. And like Imran always says, it's kind of weird. Like we've never actually met in person, but we, I feel like everyone feels like that about you guys. And you probably feel like that about the group is like, everyone feels like they know each other, but they've never actually met, which is a really cool thing about this group and this show. So keep up the great works. Here's to another 500 and I'll leave it with a jacket nerd. Jacket nerd. It's true. I do feel like I know all these people in the Facebook group. It's very strange. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially uh, with the with the hangouts that we do. Yes, then it gets even more personal, yeah. and those are so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got Ralph Bravo. He just uh, commented on Blue Beetle. He sent in a voicemail. Hey guys, it's Ralph Bravo. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on 500 episodes. Thank you for everything you guys do, Imran, Anthony, Rug Boy. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all the years of laughter. I have to hold it in while I'm at work because. People look at me crazy. Thank you, Anthony, for showing emotion. Imran for having hot takes. Rug Boy for having takes I don't agree with, but hey, you're a critic. And, you know, just thank you for everything. And I love the fact that you guys still choose Hard Target over everything. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Best movie ever, Hard Target forever, Ralph Bravo. Well, yeah. just, a, just a quick preview. 
Hard target's going to be in another tournament very oh, soon there, Ralph, Ralphie. Oh, it's going to go up against some other John Woo movies. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah, I love that he's a big hard target fan. Best fucking movie ever. <laughs> Uh, Everyone should be. Yes. And now the smooth, buttery voice of Joey Austin. Hey, all you crazy kids. This is Joey Austin checking in and saying congratulations on 500 episodes. 500 episodes. Do you know any podcasts are out there with like three or four episodes and they can't find the time to get together or whatever? <clears throat> like me. Yeah. You are an inspiration to us all. Wow. Only missing three days out of those 500 episodes. Well, four. So, like, <laughs> Imran was sick once. Twice. Um, oh, got caught time. in the border with those, um, well, I just like to say future Americans. And uh, wasn't there a time when, okay, it's weekend. That's when the jock goes to jail. Um, <laughs> obviously I'm making that up you guys except for the Tony part you guys are awesome thank you so much and uh, rug boy get some shade I don't know anybody else that can speak so eloquently with somebody with their hand up their slack hole there you go it's <laughs> hard to really. 500 more cheers oh nice man everybody <laughs> that was nice that was really everybody they've all, they've all been nice using the word inspiration here's the last one Jamie Robinson they need other inspirations. I know. You guys got to get some <laughs> other heroes. What the fuck? <laughs> What's up, Jock and Nerd Podcast? It's your boy, Mr. Throwback Thursday, from the Mr. Throwback Thursday Podcast. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say big ups for me and Bill both uh, for you guys reaching 500. And, you know, I've been around with you guys since, like, the Blab era. Oh, uh, God. You know, you, like us, go back to the days where you had to explain to people what a podcast was when you started doing a podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's hoping that you keep doing it until AI takes over your show and does it for you. It's already happened. All right. Whoa, just throw back Thursday. I holla. <laughs> <laughs> that's already happened. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. AI would that's never why show. That's why I've been showing more emotion because AI took over. AI me. would never lose its voice. You see. You see how that works. That's how you know I'm real. Uh, anyways, thanks to all those people. Those were amazing. The word inspiration thrown out is going to go to my head now. I'm going to have to forget I heard all that, but that was very nice. And uh, Ron will never shut up now. Now I'm never going to shut up. And yeah, He's never we'll, going to stop smoking. For another <laughs> look, I'm going to lose my voice for 1,000. I will time it just for that. Man, if we do another 500, it's crazy. Okay. Let's finish up with what are we watching? We had a two weeks break. People watched a lot of things. Anthony, do you have anything to throw into what are we watching? Uh, I should have watched. Um, what you call it? Was it a uh, police story two and three? But oh, I haven't you didn't, yet. Oh, you didn't get to watch this. I have not. Um, but what I have been watching, they're not nothing like no movies. But I've been watching a lot of um sneaker videos. I've been watching a lot of complex uh sneaker shopping with all these different celebrities because oh, I'm oh like, yeah, I seen a couple because oh. I'm getting into sneakers all of a sudden Whoa. out of nowhere. Whoa! So yeah, I've been watching a shit ton of like complex sneaker shopping with like um, all the different celebrities. Okay. Like, looking at people's closets and shit and like just a ra- complete rabbit hole down YouTube. Wow. Yeah, the new balance thing. Oh no. Watch out. Yeah. So <laughs> shoe I'm, videos. It's like a fetish. No. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a, it's not a fetish. It's a thing. <laughs> Sneakerhead thing. Is this all collectors? Are you going to start collecting? 
Uh, I'm like building my collection oh, as shit. we speak. So, yeah. Oh shit! Right. So if I wasn't paying it well, during Ahsoka, when you guys were talking about Ahsoka, I was yeah. looking at like sneakers. You're looking at Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten. I like Air Jordans, but right now my I started with Air Force Ones. That's okay. my niche. Okay. See, like my collection is great because I only have to buy baby shoes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're, they're not that expensive. Sometimes they're bronzed. They're pre-bronzed, so you just they're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Sneaker videos for Anthony. Complex well, sneaker yeah. shopping. If you look Com- that up, you complex can... is the name of the video. Like, well, complex is a magazine. You call, oh, you know, you've a... not heard of complex? No, it's complex a magazine. Yeah. Mag- it was a magazine. It's like a fashion, like up and coming, like fashion, hip hop, like culture uh, conglomerate. And they do these sneaker videos where they have Joe LaPuma, and he'll, he'll do it with like, like he's done them with everybody. Like you think of a, he's done with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ben Affleck. Big ass, like all, all these, like he has them in the sneaker store. He brought talks about like their shoe history with them. Wow. And then they buy sneakers at the end. And then and you then, see how much they spent. And how much are they spending? It depends. Like, okay. Some, some are spending like 10, 15 grand. Some are spending a couple, Jesus. you know, a thousand bucks. Jesus. Or so. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. I don't know Complex. I I used to be into hip hop magazines when there was like the source and vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened to those. That was years ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think they make them anymore. rugs. What have you been watching? You watched? Some I watched sh- a bunch of shit. Okay, but um, the first thing I did was I watched uh, an Imran recommendation. Uh, he kept on telling me about this show, Dave. Yeah, little Dicky about, uh, about little Dicky the Lil rapper. D. And I was like, you know what? It it's got to be at least funny. Let me put it on, and it is funny. Uh, I as I watched the show, it is good. It's good in a lot of ways, but I fucking. I can't stand Dave. I really can't stand him. I don't him. think you're I supposed can't. to like him, though. Yeah, I fucking hate him. I want him to get beat up. It's kind of the but point. Like, he's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's super annoying, yeah. and he never does anything that, that makes any kind of sense. But he always knew what he wanted to do, what he wanted to be for the most. He like, just you know? wanted to meet Drake, I think. That's he just wanted <laughs> to meet Drake. There's three seasons. But, Did you not think that the season three finale was fucking wild? I thought that was great. I don't spoil who's in it. There's a big celebrity. Oh, oh yeah, there's a big celebrity. There's, there's a lot of big celebrities yes, in it. Yeah, but um, that's not even my favorite episode. Yeah, no, there's a, the, it's such a good show. My favorite episode is not even my favorite. It's the one that like I had to like leave the room for a second yeah. while it was going on. Was when he was doing his bromance with Benny Blanco. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. They're looking at each other's buttholes <laughs> yes, and they stuff. Got, did he get gum stuck in there? Yeah, and, he gave the guy, he gave him like, he's like put his balls on his head and everything in the they, shower. They, and they call each other Chuck. Hey, Chuck, what about you, Chuck? Is it yeah, Chuck? Yeah, it was like, so dude, strange. Anthony, you got to see this episode. It's so fucking <laughs> the, wrong. The show is on Hulu. All right. It's brilliant. Okay. All right. So like um, the best line in the whole show was Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco, like. He got the best line in the entire three seasons. He goes, yeah, I know I look like Andre the Giant. And uh, what's the other guy? Had a kid. And Danny DeVito had a kid. <laughs> he does look like that. <laughs> he does look exactly like yeah. that. He looks exactly like he's got Andre the Giant's head on Danny DeVito's body. Oh, my <laughs> God. He does. I swear to God. But, like, um, yeah, it was a very interesting watch. Oh, and you have uh, what's her name from Agents of Shield uh, in the third season? Yeah, yeah. girlfriend. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Chloe Bennett. Chloe yeah, Bennett's Bennett. in it. Yeah, she's great in it. And it's all about like trying to have a music career in this day and age and streaming and how to be different and be yourself. Uh, it kind of art. It's just like semi autobiographical, but exaggerated life. Yeah, there's story. there's some great moments in it, and there's some weird ass shit in it. 
it ends up being entertaining most of the time. Yeah, good show. What else you got? So yeah, I was like, I, I powered through that whole thing. I was like, I watched nice. it like a couple episodes every night. Um, the other thing that I watched was the Doom that came to Gotham, which is a um, Elseworlds Batman animated movie about uh, kind of like Gotham by Gaslight, but extended into like HG uh, Wells or like. Uh, or even uh, like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Sorry, yeah, that's what Lovecraft I wanted to say. Monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Cthulhu and shit like that comes to Gotham. It's pretty crazy. I watched this also. What did you think? I watched it. It was kind of late. I may have been falling asleep. I didn't. I, I couldn't fall. It was confusing. I don't know if I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I didn't love it. I thought it was like it could have been way cooler. But like I felt like just trying to do that, like the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, it, yeah. It, in the Batman thing, I'm like, whoa, that's a pretty, pretty strong reach there. So, uh, it was interesting. I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone, but like, if you're a hardcore Batman person or you're a hardcore, uh, HP Lovecraft person, me, maybe you want to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. And you want to know what else I watched? Yes. All right. It's, uh, something on YouTube you can watch. It's Texas's. Live event called Kill Tony. Do you know about this? Imran? Oh, wait, I've heard of Kill Tony. Is it is this an improv thing? Kill Tony is a Texas live event. Yeah. Joe Rogan um, is often at it. Uh, basically, this comedian, Tony, I don't know his last name, and he usually has a panel. Oh, Tony like, Hinchcliffe and Brian Redban. Yeah, Brian Redban. Yeah. And then there's like Joe Rogan. And some other guy or some other comedians will be there, like at random like ones, like Mike Tom Segura or or Kurt Maxger or yeah, whatever. Joe DeRosa and other names. Yeah, here. they'll yeah. have it. So they all sit on like a little dais, like a panel of four or five of them. Okay, and they let a comic. Uh, they have a hat, and they pull out a name out of the hat, and that comic gets a minute to come on stage and do material oh hmm. and then after that they just judge him like american idol oh, I've, oh, seen, oh. I've seen clips of this yeah yeah, yeah. and sometimes that they go back and forth and they like trash each other yeah mm-hmm. and that's actually pretty funny have you seen the one where the guy uh is just carrying rocks in his pocket yeah i'm not retarded but i just like rocks i just like the way they feel <laughs> yeah. i've heard of this show i heard it's, really yeah, it's good. actually like it, yeah. it's some, some of them are are pretty funny. Live I just YouTube watched a new show. one with Post Malone on there. Nice. That was pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes. 600. I just like how they feel in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, what, did I watch anything else? Beastie Boys doc on Apple TV Plus. Oh, you didn't put it in the notes. I did. It's there. You got to refresh. <laughs> oh, I have to refresh. Yeah. Oh, it's my fault now. God it's your damn fault, it. you fucker. I love the Beastie Boys. Do you like the Beastie Boys, Imran? I love the Beastie Boys. How can you not? Who and doesn't? Anthony, do you like the Beastie Boys? Don't. You tell me to smile. Don't tell her yeah, to that's smile. That's right. That's the best. No, I, I remember being in summer camp in like maybe 11 or 12 or 10, somewhere around 11, 12 years old, 12 probably. And uh, whenever Intergalactic came out, yeah. I was like, I need that Beastie Boys CD. One, because I would see them. I like the song. Yeah. And two, because the music video was like a kaiju music video. Oh, yeah. It was like animated ish. No, it wasn't animated. It was like, no, it was them, them like. In like spacesuits. Oh, right, right. Or like in like I forget exactly, but there's like there's a robot and a monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Oh yeah. So, yeah like the robots point, made out of cardboard and shit. It's like yep. low budget. Yep. So from but, that um, point on, I was a Beastie Boys person. Nice. Beasties I love great. the Beastie Boys. Yeah. I love the Beastie. I love all the all the the different. 
permutations of the Beastie Boys. I always, because they started out as like this kind of like punk band. Then they kind of do it doing this run DMC type yeah, shit. Yeah. They're like they're doing rock samples and singing over it. They're kind of like then, a joke band, at, you know, at one point. Yeah. Then they do Paul's Boutique. And it's like some of the best sampling that yeah. I have er- mixing I've ever heard in, in any kind of hip hop album ever. Yeah. And then that's when all of the hip hop community started to like, oh, well, these motherfuckers are like seriously like pushing the envelope of what can be done with sampling because the Dust Brothers were involved. Yeah. And then they they check your head. Oh, it's a great album. And they started playing their own instruments yep. on there. And, yep. Oh my god! And then from there on, they're just they just kept on making more and more awesome shit. And then of course, um, MCA died. Yeah. And then they just kind of refused to go on without him. So um, that was the end of the legacy. But it was great to hear their story. They did a great job. Uh, they definitely Adam Yao got so much love. And it was a, a kind of a, they were, you could tell they were welling up talking about him on live on stage. And yeah. it was just really touching. And, you know, they're, they're in their fifties now, these guys, but, um, you could still like, you, like, I always wonder, I'm like, is, are they like, like, uh, they were these characters for such a long time, these like hip hop characters with all this swagger. I'm like, and they don't do that anymore. But do they do that when they're like no one's around? They, when they're hanging out, getting drunk with their friends, are they fucking throwing slang around? Probably. This doc is great because it's like a stage show that they go through their history, uh, and like some of the stories are fantastic. Like they opened up for Madonna, which is not their crowd, their audience, and people were just throwing shit at them. And they're like, "We're just gonna be assholes. We're gonna be assholes until the day they were like, we're tired of being." The fight for your right to party, asshole boys. We're more than that, and then they evolve. And every yeah, every album they're all is classic. Ill communications, great. That's a great album, but that's a great documentary. It gives you like the whole story. Like they did one of the best music videos of all time, which is Sabotage. Oh, absolutely. Like that. Yeah, that was like uh, Spike uh, Jones directed that. Yeah, with the it's so good the fucking seventies cop uh, parody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beasties are great. Great documentary. All right. I got a bunch of shit. I'm going to fly through this. I, I was, of course, I was sick. I was watching a lot of things. There is a great superhero TV show. I know Jose Barr recommended this like a year ago on Hulu. It's called Extraordinary or Extraordinary. I don't know how you say that word. It is a British show. I think there was like eight or 10 episodes. And it's about a world where everybody, when you turn 18, you get superpowers. You get random superpowers. The lead is this girl. She's 25. She has not developed any powers yet. So she has to navigate this world where all her friends uh, have superpowers. So it's Encanto. Uh, is that what Encanto is about? It's all British. I don't know any of the characters, but it's that this it's really funny. Some of the superpowers are ridiculous. There's one dude. He's like this nerdy looking dude, and he has the power to give anyone an orgasm just by touching them. So oh, he's yes, Anthony. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, but he doesn't look like Anthony. He looks like a fuck. He looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Imagine oh, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite give you an orgasm by touching. Oh, so him. it's ironic. Yes. There's another dude whose ass is a 3D printer. He can shit out anything you want. He's like, "What do you need?" And then he'll pull his pants down and cop a squat, and this 3D printed thing will just come out of his butt. I gotta go see this. It's <laughs> really funny. There's some. There's some actual useful powers. So it's her trying to like go to this place where it helps you bring your powers out. She's interviewing John. It's really clever. The world building is great, and uh, you could just fly through it. Like, they're half-hour episodes. I really enjoyed it. Okay. That was great. Uh, The next thing I want to talk about, this big thing came out on Netflix, One Piece. 
Rugs. What is? What do you know about One Piece? This is a fucking it's huge about pirates. Thing. It's yeah. about pirates. It's about this dude. Big anime thing. It's a huge anime. I have not watched the anime. I've watched maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, they have like these movies that come out every once in a while. I've watched one of the movies and just to see the animation. There's a thousand episodes of this anime. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, tell you what the general story is. I just know that there's a uh, his name is what Luffy Monkey or Monkey something like that. Monkey D Luffy. Yes. Yeah, his name is Monkey Monkey D. Luffy, D. Luffy and, he, and he has stretchy powers. Yes, yeah, so and yeah. uh, he's got he, basically he's a pirate and he's got his ragtag crew yep. with him and they're trying to find the One Piece, which is like yep. uh, I don't know, it's, this, it's like some it's a doohickey. It's this old pirate's treasure that uh, has been hidden uh, on the Grand Line. So yeah, a lot of interesting things. This is a, a show based on this long-running beloved anime based on a manga that also has like hundreds of thousands of issues of uh, comics. Yeah, it's like wild. It doesn't have it doesn't adhere to any kind of sense. There's like you don't know why people can do the shit they do. They just do they it. They just do it. You know what though? I really enjoy, it's eight episodes. I totally I binged through this whole thing. Great world building. As it's it's better than Cowboy Bebop. It's more like uh, consistent in its world, and it, they introduce these outlandish pirate characters. So yeah, it's Monkey D. Luffy picking up his crew, going around. Uh, there's Marines that hate pirates, and there's a whole code. There's a whole world building, and he has stretchy powers because he ate uh, of dragon fruit, and it gives people different powers. Now this is kind of a step towards seeing maybe what a Mister Fantastic Reed Richards could look like in live action. Because it's not bad. Uh, some of it looks cartoony, but some of it kind of works. You could do something like this. He's essentially made out of rubber. So he he has got like special. Uh, they do the thing where they call out their fight moves before they do them like they do in anime. So it's got all these anime tropes, giant swords, lots of fighting, sword play, shooting. I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm in. I want to see. In the, the you, know, you know what we need at this point is we need that. Um meme on like youtube or that that gif where it's like three hours later because you've got you've got 75 things you want to talk about that you've watched because you've been off for three weeks yeah because i had what i had nothing better to do fucking watch it i can't talk to anybody let's this is move be the longest what are we watching ever wait this one's important i did watch john woo's the killer oh good nice. not the new david fincher movie michael fassbender is coming out that trailer was cool uh, John Woo's killer is fucking fantastic. We did the hard boiled review again, like you, Anthony. I started, I kind of went backwards, uh, but I could see going from the killer to hard boiled. The killer has got amazing action, but the drama he puts in the action, it is like you said, rugs. It is a lot more melodrama, but I love mm -hmm. the drama. I love the relationships. There's a romance in there. It's fucking this, this Hong Kong period of John Woo, like a better tomorrow bullet in the head, killer hard boiled. I need to watch all these movies. They're fucking. You do. They're so great. They're fantastic. So good. Chow Yun Fat is. Re he's got more of a character in this than in Hard Boiled. Um, he's an assassin. You know, trying to get out of the business. It's also uh, kind of a bromance movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's the bromance with the Mickey cop. Mouse. Uh, yeah. And I know. I really. I was like that. And more than Hard Boiled, this is like John Woo invented Gun Fu. Like I've watched, it made me go watch a bunch of videos with his interviews, and essentially he took like uh, uh, Hong Kong movies and then uh, karate martial arts movies, just replaced the swords with guns, and has the same kind of dynamic shit. 
Like he created this gun foo fucking nobody's seen shit like this. It's weird to see it now thinking nobody had seen anybody do gunplay like this. Yeah, there's always got to be some originator, someone who either sees it somewhere else and go, well, I'm going to do this on another level. And really, I'm sure that there's been, uh, if you go back, you probably someone find someone jumping in the air with two guns in another yeah, movie. Yeah, sure, sure. Something like that. But he's the one who decided to kind of take it to this level. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. So yeah, I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. Like you see, John Woo shit everywhere now. Hey man, that's the there's a reason why he directed the best action movie of all time, Hard Target. Hard target. Yeah, that's the Hard Target. <laughs> and his career is interesting. You know, he changed kind of what he was doing later on and went back to it. So fucking hey, like that John Woo, Hong Kong John Woo is fucking. He's a great, great. Now, do you think that Chow Yun Fat could pull off that mullet? Do you think he if, if oh, that would probably no, made me love? No. All the no, other movies better. No, 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 no. no, no. That's no, only Van Damme. <laughs> only Van Damme does. Uh, uh, okay, wait. A couple more. I saw the Equalizer <laughs> 2 because 3 is coming out, and I watched the first one. 2 is almost a little bit better than Ooh, the first interesting. one. I, might, I need to watch 2 because by the, at the end of the show, we're going to off-air debate what we're doing next week. So Okay. Equalizer two. 3 might be in the running. Oh, yeah. We could go. Because, like, this is... You get more backstory on Robert McCall, and this is... A great action franchise for Denzel at this age. He's quiet. He's reserved, but he's fucking murderous. You know, they do that thing where he can see everything in a room and he knows what he's going to do in how many seconds. And he's got OCD and everything's got to be perfect. But then he'll just fucking murder a motherfucker like nobody's business. I really like the two and I kind of want to see three now. Pedro Pascal is in two. He's very good. Uh, I got to check it out. Yeah. Where is it? It's on, I believe it's on HBO Max or Peacock. It's on one of those. It is available. Okay. Yeah, you can watch it. Um, and three, I heard, is also like just same shit, same good shit. And two, they give him more stakes. You learn more about him. It's really good. Uh, I did want to mention some Star Trek shit because Star Trek Strange New Worlds, I finished season two. This is such a fucking great Star Trek show, dude. This season, they were playing with different genres. There was like a horror aliens version uh, in one episode. They do courtroom drama in another episode. They do an animated crossover with Lower Decks. They do a musical episode uh, in another episode. And then they end with this killer fucking action episode. It's so good. I love Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It got me into watching that cartoon Lower Decks. So I watched all three seasons of Star Wars Lower Decks because they did a crossover. This is also a fantastic show. It's so good. I love Boimler and Mariner and Rutherford and all these characters. Tendi, like you get to know these characters. They have growth. Great storylines. Now, do you like it more than the Seth Green, whatever his name? Oh, show? so Orville, the last. Seth MacFarlane. Seth, Seth MacFarlane's Orville changed the last, the second season he put out by himself. When it was on Fox, it was a half hour comedy. It was okay. The second season, like it's not a comedy anymore. They're hour long episodes and they're just straight up. Star Trek series episodes like he totally changed his show. So, so which is better uh, between which between the Star it, Trek show or his show? They're both good for different reasons. I like both of them. Strange New Worlds is fantastic because they're bringing in a lot of the crew from the Enterprise that you're going to meet. But Orville just did solid like uh, space exploration shit. They're both good. Okay. But then the comedy that Lower Decks brings, this really quick, quick-witted jokes, is, is, is really good, great voice cast. And then the last thing is I finished that show from on MGM Plus, The Lost 
lookalike where the people are trapped in a town and rugs. You told me you had a theory. I watched the whole thing and I was, they were jerking me around. They were introducing new people, but then the last episode of season two, they do a thing that made me go, fuck, I gotta watch the next episode. I gotta watch season three. They do a big thing that actually moves the fucking thing forward. Finally, the last episode of the second season. So I think it's a little bit better than lost. It's a little more thought out. Um, but fun show. Anyways, that's it. Still not going to watch it, but I'm shit. glad I'm that gonna... you're, you stuck with it. I watched other things. I'm not going to discuss them. I don't remember. It's episode 500. Thanks. My voice kind of made it. Kind of. You were, we, fuck, you were, you were, you were going strong at the end. We, okay. So this is, okay. That's good. I'm back, baby. Yeah. You fuckers. He's back. For, for better or worse, the man is back. I appreciate everybody's patience. Hopefully we made you wait. Makes it even nicer. Makes the heart grow fonder, they say. That, yes. That little thing absence. called absinthe. Sometimes yeah. you got to take something away. Or uh, absinthe. Absinthe makes you trip a little bit. It's very good. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week, Rugs. Where can the listener find you? They can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Wow, now your voice sounds strange, Rugs. Yes, you can find him on X. All those links in are in the episode description. Follow us, too. Most important thing, share this show. Keep it going. Spread it around. We're going to give you... 500 more listener. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. I'm back to taking a piss. What did I miss? Nothing. Oh. Not Happy funny. 500. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> 500. Hey, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Jock and Nerd. <laughs>